players. He's Bill. I'm Daniel. We're going to fill up Pop Culture Hosts with a very space of media we missed the first time around. This time we're talking about a more recent film. Something that and technically, it's, it's recent enough that technically, uh, uh, this is not necessarily the official uh, podcast target of the party threshold for how old something has to be, but in, in my imagination, uh, the limit's always been uh, something has to be technically five years old for us to talk about it. Mm -hmm. that's, that's old enough for it to be, for us to be tardy about it. Technically, yeah. technically this movie didn't come out until five years ago this September, but it showed at like Cannes Film Festival in the spring. So it was out in the ether. So if we pretend we're very right. fancy French people, we the, the, this it's, comes in under that technicality, but... It says it came out in 2012. You know, 2012, but I'm just saying it came out or like, it, it came out that, later in the year, because... No, wait! That's still five years. Wait, what year is it? <laughs> it's 2018. Oh my god, I just wrote a check for 2017! Seriously! <laughs> literally like an hour before recording, I know, oh my god! <laughs> I have to rewrite that check. <laughs> I'm looking at it right and now. No, you don't have to. Just I turn the seven into an eight. I that's the that is literally the easiest number to turn into the next number. Oh, up. that's actually a good point. I. What the funny thing is, I I know it's 2018. I spent yesterday knowing it's 2018, but I woke up today thinking it's 2017 for no reason whatsoever. Uh, you've you've probably spent January 1st since knowing it was 2018. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Okay, so yeah. Okay, this is okay. Shut up, Bill. <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> Yeah, it's 2012's Dread. Dread! Not, be, not Judge not Dread. Confused with just not Sylvester Stallone's Judge Dread. <laughs> Have you ever seen the, uh, the uh, Stallone? Fuck Judge? no. That movie looked like fucking... It also came out like it was obviously trying to write on the coattails of Batman, but came out like seven years too late. And it also yeah. sliced Stallone. Who gives a fuck about yeah. sliced... It's... Uh, it... There's a guy I follow on Facebook named Charlie Lippincott, who he, he was the mm -hmm. head of PR on the original Star Wars. And he he did PR for that, like Soylent Green, the first Alien movie. And one of the biggest things he did after Star Wars, the, 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 the biggest PR push he ever did for another movie after Star Wars was for that Judge Dredd movie. And half of his mm. Facebook feed, when it's not talking about Star Wars or Alien, it's usually him just going, oh yeah, I found this stash of stuff in my garage. <laughs> There's garbage about Judge Dredd that no one wants. <laughs> like, let like him try to like you know sign up different uh, toy companies to try to do Judge Dredd figures and them getting shot down because who gives a fuck about Judge Dredd? Um, yeah. And then also just lamenting that the movie itself just turned out to be shit too, you know, because he was doing PR like he was working on that movie before Slo Stallone was ever signed on it or anything like that. But then he's like, oh yeah, it, it, it really didn't help that we didn't have a good movie to <laughs> pitch to people too on top of everything else, but. Um, yeah. So, on the flip side of stuff, so this is your choice. What got you thinking about doing Dread? I've wanted to see Dread since it first came out. I just never got around to it. Yeah, it's had a really good reputation. Yeah, I can't remember why it came up, but I was just like, yeah, Dread. Yeah, well, you had a good point, too. I don't think we talked about this on air. Uh, but you had mentioned that we, we've done a lot of kids' movies recently, so it was nice to kind of go, go hard in the other direction and find... Th yeah. And this, that, I mean, if you're going to go hard in the other direction, this is a pretty goddamn good choice. In fact, mm. outside of just doing a uh, straight-up, like, horror movie, I'm kind of hard-pressed to think of another uh, movie we could do that would be... that would kind of top this. Uh, at least off the top of my yeah. head, yeah. This is... this is... this is... I, I dug this movie. This is surprisingly... 
Like, it's not like a work yeah, of Shakespeare, but... No, it's... In the way every now and then, you just need a movie where the good guys are the good guys, the bad guys are the bad guys. There's no, like, oh, they might be shades of gray. <laughs> yeah. The good guys, and the good guys just murder the fuck out of the bad guys. This movie is like that a is... perfect, like, 13-year-old slumber party movie or something like that. It's, it's... Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it really does feel like it could have fallen off. Like, this, the, aside from all the t- shitty digital blood squib effects... Uh, this movie feels like it could have been made in, like, anywhere between, like, 1987 and, like, 1992. Uh, and it it, it feels like they're trying to make a a lost, forgotten Paul Verhoeven movie, because it totally feels like Robocop or, uh, Total, uh, yeah, Robocop and Total Recall are the two big ones that this movie is definitely trying to, like, slot in there. Um, you've seen Total Recall? Hell yeah. Okay, because I know you, you didn't see Robocop until we talked about it on the show. Um, yeah, this is totally, like, a spiritual successor to those goddamn movies. Not quite as funny. No. Um, it's not trying to be as quite it's as a, pointedly or as really have movies, but... much in a way of ha-has unless you find <laughs> graphic violence hilarious. I mean, still, there's some kind of, like, eyebrow-arching moments in this movie, but, yeah, it's not trying to be as, like, wah-wah-wah-wah-wah about its sense of humor as uh, Paul Verhoeven could be, but... Um, yeah, so this is Carl Urban, uh, you know, he played Dr. Bones, Dr. Bones, that's the character's name. Dr. Bones. Dr. Bones on Star Trek, the shitty J.J. Abrams Star Trek movies. Um, he was in Lord of the Rings. Looking completely different. Yeah, he was on Ghost Ship. I didn't even Ship. realize he was the same dude. Yeah, he's, he's a goddamn, well, he's not really a chameleon, but... Uh, I would have never expected after seeing him just, ha- I just, I, I, I had only seen him in Lord of the Rings and Ghost Ship. I would have never expected mm-hmm. he would play, he would be uh, such a good Bones on Star Trek, but he was one of the best parts of those goddamn movies. Ghost Ship, I want to talk about Ghost Ship, can we talk about uh, Ghost Ship and 13 Ghosts? Have you ever heard of those movies? I've seen 13 Ghosts. You've seen 13 Ghosts? What yeah. do you think about 13 Ghosts? I think 13 Ghosts is a terrible movie with really awesome ghosts. <laughs> yeah, no. Uh, the only reason I bring that up uh, randomly on YouTube lately, because if you click enough random movie shit on YouTube, eventually you're just going to get nothing but YouTube recommendations of like, here's the sin- hit 15 reasons why this ra- completely random movie is totally awesome. And one of those videos just happened to be about 13 Ghosts, and I was like, you know what? 13 Ghosts wasn't that. It was terrible, but I was like, I want to see what their case for in 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 the plus column for 13 ghost was and i was like yeah yeah the ghosts work yeah i so and i i did not realize that the guy who made 13 ghosts he only ever made one more movie after that and that was ghost ship and that was starring carl urban mm. uh and i remember my friends and i we only rented um ghost ship because at the video store it just had a picture of a ghost with us or it was a ship with a skull on it and the tagline yeah, was sea no. evil S E A evil, and we're like, we gotta get whatever this movie is. Oh, uh, do you think at the the marketing studio they came up with that tagline and just wiped their hands and said, "Well, I'm going home early today." I mean, it got us to rent it, so the guy made mm. at least like five bucks uh, from a couple dipshits at Blockbuster Video in like 1997 off of us. But, but yeah, that was my yeah. That's, that's my that's the history of Carl Urban and. Do you know, have you seen anything else by the guy who wrote this movie, Alex Garland? I don't know. Okay. This is, well, I guess this goes into the um, the, the trivia making of stuff, which is not not much about this, uh, uh, this movie. The big thing to come out of this movie was, I guess this is one of the first Hollywood scripts 
by Alex Garland, who I guess was a big Judge Dredd fan. Uh, he's more mm-hmm. well-known now as he directed Ex Machina, the science fiction sexy mm. robot lady movie from a couple years ago. And he made the movie yeah. Annihilation that just came out earlier this spring that a lot of people were jerking off about. And um, the big thing was, like, yeah, his big Hollywood breakthrough was writing this Dread movie. And there, I guess there was a kerfuffle uh, during the making of this movie. The director got kicked off the film some point between towards the end of filming and editing. I guess Alex Garland edited the film. Uh, we're talking about Dread. I'm talking about Dread right now. And Carl yeah. uh, Urban just came out like just like two months ago saying, Oh yeah, that Dread movie! Uh, don't pay attention to whatever IMDb says, that guy who directed that movie, that that guy didn't do shit. It was actually Alex Garland, the screenwriter, he directed that goddamn movie. You should consider that his, his, his first motion picture. And so, yeah, so I guess the guy who made Annihilation and, um, uh, Ex Machina, technically this is his first movie. Um, hmm. and you would wonder, you would see this movie and go the fuck especially if this is the, if you're only seeing, seeing this movie like years after the fact you would go the fuck movies are this is this guy making these days <laughs> because this movie's yeah. is arch and bonkers enough you, you'd be like okay did this movie sink this guy's career or is he like making more and better stuff now and so yeah i guess yeah he went on and do i don't know if you would say necessarily bigger and better things but i guess a little more yeah. prestige pictures after this um yeah um, you could totally tell, yeah, I guess you haven't seen Ex Machina or Annihilation, but, uh, Annihilation in particular, uh, half that movie is, like, rainbow, gasoline, color, special effects stuff, totally like the slow motion stuff in this movie, mm-hmm. and as soon as that stuff kicked in in Dread, I was like, oh, gee, I wonder, I, re- it's not much of a mystery that the guy who made Annihilation was supposedly the ghost director on Dread, because, yeah, all that stuff was so- very similar, but... I made a note of it later in the movie. We haven't even started talking about it yeah. yet, but I'll just talk about it now since we're talking about the look of it. Far Cry 5 totally ripped off the drug look in this movie for oh, Far Cry 5's Oh, because it's all the chromatic aberration stuff. You know what I saw? Even, even the, like, smoky smoke yeah. mist shit that's in a lot of it. You know what? It. It's funny, too, because I saw in the IMDb trivia stuff for this, this movie was... That supposedly this movie... <laughs> people claim that this movie ripped off I, I guess there's a drug in the Fallout games called Slow-Mo or something that does something just like this. And so some mm-hmm. people have criticized this movie for ripping off the drug Slow-Mo from a video game. So it's funny that you would point out that Far Cry may have ripped off this movie. Well, I'm talking about the look. Yeah. Um, but I I mean... Yeah, I can totally see that. As far as... And as like, far, far Cry as... really leans on that for a whole third of the game. It's nothing but getting shot yeah. up by this fucking drug. Oh my god, yeah. fucking Far Cry 5. Oh, I'm rubbing <laughs> my man titty in, in agitation just thinking about it. Um, But uh, 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 as far as like it ripping off fault for the idea of a, a drug that slows down time, I mean, <laughs> possibly, but at the same time, that's not that hard of a drug idea to come up with. Yeah, exactly. Because what, I mean, it's a very cinematic, like if you're going to say, okay, the bad guys make a drug... What could be something cool looking that it does that we could like turn into a whole like you know like cinematic um, affectation? And yeah. Of course, slow hey, motion with these... pretty rainbow effects is an easy one. We just got these cameras that film at a million frames a second. Exactly. I wonder yeah. if we could make a drug around it. Um, in fact, I mean that's kind of like cinematic shorthand for drugs in general. Is like our friend Wong Kong. Oh, 
Hey, what are you doing? Are you yeah. on drugs? And so this movie got just yeah, kind of takes that to the Yeah, but usually you don't have heads exploding. Yeah. When when the drug is happening. You know what? It was weird too because I assumed that like Lena Headey, uh, Game of Thrones lady. I thought I assumed that the whole point of like you would think half the point of having the drug that she has ample uh, supply of would be that like she mm-hmm. would use it in the final battle and that would at least you know she's not not as you know um, as powerful well, or as deadly as Judge Dredd, but at least that would give her a step up because now she would have like super crazy. Reaction no, speeds, be, but no, that no, like it does. I don't think it works like that. It just slows down time because nobody's moving fast. Well, that's or yeah. Reacting quicker when they're on <laughs> their it. perception it's, is is, uh, is it's all messed up. But yeah, it's not like people in a drug are like moving at super speed. But you know what I no. mean, though. But it would have been funny though yeah. if she would have thought that like maybe okay maybe this will give me the advantage and then it doesn't <laughs> that would have been awesome dies, <laughs> yeah if she was like i'm gonna use this drug and everything's gonna su- turn super slow-mo and then she realizes it doesn't help her at all she's like Ooh. oh no she turns into barney gumble it begins <laughs> then yeah. throws herself off the balcony Dredge, Judge Dredd doesn't even have to touch her. She just thinks she's going to fly away. <laughs> it's just... Yeah. Little fucking Wally off the the, the the top uh, level of the building. That's kind of like the psychic power from Judge... What's her face? Uh, sexy Judge Dredd. Like, I thought that well, was going to be a they... thing at the end of the movie, too. And it, like, n- no, not at all. She doesn't do anything at the end of the movie. I... Yeah, well, we'll start talking about it. This stuff will come up. Naturally I feel bad for calling her sexy Judge Dredd because I really like that character. That's, uh, well, I also thought ca- she was super I mean, cute, but so they call her rookie through all of the movie, pretty much. But her name is Anderson. Oh, Anderson. Yeah. But, uh, you know what? Yeah. I'm looking this up too. I forgot that this is you know, not that I forgot it was based off a comic book, but you know I know Judge Dredd is a character, but it didn't occur to me that like Judge Anderson's a big character in the comics and stuff too. So mm. Judge Dredd, I guess, was uh, started off in like 1977 as wow. That's old. Oh, uh, God, it wasn't heavy metal, but it was another UK version of kind of like heavy metal, where you know, big, like, British. Uh... Yeah. Oh, God, it was like 2080, I think it was called. Uh, but, yeah, it's been going on forever. And so there's, like, it's, it's just like Marvel Comics, where there's been decades and decades and decades of, of comics about these characters. Although I guess the co- the characters have been kind of a, been allowed to age over the decades to a certain extent, because they were talking about <laughs> how... The character was like, uh, Judge Anderson was like 20 years old when she was first introduced in the comics in like 1982, but now she's like 60 years old in the comics because 40 years has passed, and I thought that was okay, that's kind of cool. And yeah, I guess in the comics she eventually goes on to become, she founds like the PsyOps division of the, the, the Judge Dread stuff. Or not, I mm-hmm. guess I guess he's just Judge Dredd, everyone else is just the that's judges, true. but um, <laughs> just think of all the characters as just Judge Dreads. It's like in Star Wars, all the R2 units are just like all the R2-D2s. Um, mm-hmm. Like, there's a sick R2-D2, his head explodes, and so other the real R2-D2 takes his place when he gets old to uh, Luke Skywalker. But, yeah. yeah, so I guess that's the background for that character, is that like she is big, she's like one of the biggest secondary characters in the original uh, comic stuff. Okay. Okay, because I know zero about the comic, except that he scowls on the comic. Yeah, and this is the he only... He got that mouth. Yeah. <laughs> 
<laughs> this is the only other bit of trivia I have about the the making of this movie was, uh, yeah, Alex Garland, the guy who supposedly ghost directed this movie and went on to, to have the pretty good uh, movie cre- uh, making career now. Um, I guess he was the one who said, "I want to make a Judge Red movie, but I want to make a good one, not a shitty one like the Sylvester Stallone movie." And so his he had a couple different original ideas. Like his original idea was going to be Judge Judge Dread versus Judge Death. Judge Death being like an undead zombie judge. It's exactly what you think it would be. But like for that story to work, it would require all this exposition about how like the judge system works and what the world is of of that Mega City One place. And he was like, okay, that's I need something simpler. Like especially like. It, it, hopefully if this movie is, does well enough I could do a whole bunch of sequels and that story could be a sequel but I need to strip it down and he came out with some other story I think it was about him it was even more it wasn't quite like an end of the big world story like the judge death thing but it was another story and even he decided that was too sprawling and so I guess he was inspired mm-hmm. by the movie Training Day where he's like I need to do something that's just like a slice of life just introduction to the world of Judge Dredd. Like, he, they, the, the character doesn't necessarily have to be saving the whole world or even the whole city. It's just uh, literally just t- like like an, like a 12-hour shift in the life of Judge Dredd. And then he was like, yeah. okay, well, an obvious story thing would be like, maybe he takes this other secondary c- character who's just such a big character in the comics out on their first day ever uh, on a patrol and something goes bad and kind of just, uh, which is not entirely different than Training Day, actually. And I don't know if this particular story is something that was in the comics that he adapted, but yeah, it just kind of turned into this. Just Judge Dredd and Sexy Dredd <laughs> trying to fight their way uh, through the whole... I should call her... Uh, no, I should uh, I should call her Judge Sexy, not Sexy Dredd, because that's a whole other thing. Or you could just call her the Rookie. Or the Rookie. I'm going to have to call her the Rookie. Um, okay. I have a crush on her, so it's hard for me because my brains get all... <laughs> blah, 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 blah. Um, mm-hmm. I can't believe she only used their psychic. She had one psychic battle, and that was the whole point of that character. It's so weird. She uses her psychic powers a couple. A times. little bit, but I thought it was gonna be more of a point too. It's a little bit like in Looper about how randomly they had characters who'd be psychics and really didn't become a thing. It was just kind of stupid. But yeah. Anyway, but anyway, dread. What happened? Dread. It's the future. It's the future. Everything's near irradiated wasteland. Yeah. There's a, a big ass city. Uh, surrounded by desert and walls, and inside the walls, everything is shit from Boston to DC. Yeah, so. 100 million people live in this giant city with no plants or vegetations or nothing. Just city for as far as the eye can see. Which, yeah, it's, it's, it's a little bit like something that they supposedly was supposed to be part of the background of Blade Runner, even though it's never said on screen in Blade Runner, is the idea that, like, LA, San, man, I don't know if San Francisco, but LA, at least LA and San Diego have all kind of merged together on this one mega city. And I guess this is kind mm. of the East Coast version of that. Even though everything is super sun-drenched and kind of looks like L.A., <laughs> it kind of looks like the whole movie is super, like, piss-soaked sunlight, super bright, at least when they're outside. It kind of looks like yeah. the movie falling down a little bit, where everything's, like, kind of overexposed and kind of, like, nasty and dirty. Everything's kind of filmed the way that everyone f- uh, films stuff that takes place in Mexico. Where it's all like mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, piss yellow filter all over everything, but yeah. And there's yeah, it's it's. I, I like how the city isn't totally built up like Blade Runner. It's kind of a flat horizon with these mega structures kind of scattered throughout it. But it's not mm-hmm. like 
It's, it's they're not trying to make it look like Gotham City or something like that, where, where every building is like 500 feet high or anything like that. I thought that yeah. was kind of cool. Yeah, everything's real dog shit, and there's just one thing keeping that dog shit in check: <laughs> the people of the Hall of Justice. Dun dun dun. Juries, executioner, judges. Yeah, and the whole opening narration is just. Yeah, Carl Urban just scowling into a microphone while he on camera is just kind of like stomping around. It's like, I don't even know what he's doing. I just saw the movie Riding two his hours. motorcycle. Yeah, oh, that's right. Because like, there's a call that goes out like, we got to go, go do the thing. These guys have stolen a van and they're on drugs and someone's got to go stop them. And he's like, I'll go, go stop them. I'm just dread. Mm-hmm. And I'm going to totally harsh their high. Yeah, something yeah. like that. Yeah, they see the judge, and they're on slow-mo. Oh, no. Oh, no. They, oh, no. <laughs> they sound like they 100 and Giant. Oh, no. <laughs> they shoot at him. <laughs> we have no and charm. They shoot, and then they run some pedestrian over. Oh, yeah, which... that's actually one of those bloody effects, like, practical bloody effects in the movie. They fucking take that. He, like, explodes. It's not quite yeah. as bad as the... Um, who's the guy in RoboCop who gets uh, covered well, in the I, in the sludge and the, the turns yeah. into oatmeal when he gets hit by the ice cream truck? But it's kind of like I mean, that. that's the kind of that's the pinnacle of exploding bodies on a car. Yeah, because the because precisely because it doesn't explode, it just kind of sloughs apart when it gets hit. That's the best thing about yeah. the oatmeal guy. He just goes go. Bleh. <laughs> Yeah. Which is even kind of grosser for some reason. Because, like, there's no bones or anything like that. It's just... Anyway. Yeah. So, that gives Dredd all the reason he needs to take them down. Yeah. Which he does. He uses his guns on his bikes to shoot them and sends the van rolling over and over. Yeah, I like his bike. is obviously <laughs> just a normal bike. They just put some pieces of plastic on to make it look like a future bike. But it's just totally, like... Again, it's something, like, they could have done in, like, 1991. There's nothing, like, CGI welcome, about it or anything. Welcome to props. Yeah, exactly, yeah. Uh, kills two of the dudes inside, and third one, instead of just running away quietly, like shoots his gun to be like, "Follow me, Dread." Oh yeah. <laughs> and he leaves a body of a trail of bodies that Dread can easily follow. And, I forget. Does this tie uh, into the main action somehow? No. Okay. It's just, just opening prologue, like an Indiana Jones yeah. thing or a James Bond thing. Yeah. Yeah, showing Dread being a bloody ass. Which I and, guess is uh, helpful because the rest of the movie, the adventure is so short. They could, they could, they, they can take some time just to kind of show Judge Dredd in his element before his back is against the wall for the rest of the movie. That's okay. Yeah, yeah. Uh, he follows him into some shops, and the last guy has a hostage and oh yeah. negotiate with Dredd. Dredd says he'll give him life without parole if he lets the girl go. If not, he gonna get he gonna get sentenced is death. And that guy's like, he, you got no leverage. Uh, either he leaves or the girl dies. And Dreads lifts his gun and says, negotiators, you're an over hot shot. <laughs> that, that makes his gun change to the hot shot. Then he shoots oh! into the guy's mouth and melts his head. That didn't even occur to me because it, like, I didn't catch on to the later on in the film that his gun is voice activated in terms of changing the different ammo types. And uh-huh. it didn't occur to me that like, oh yeah, in retrospect, yeah, him saying hot shot is what changes at the hot shot and he essentially shoots an uncle fester glowing light bulb into the guy's mouth and that over uh-huh. that cooks his head from the inside out like a fucking easy bake oven it's fucking gruesome 
Yeah. Oh, God. <laughs> Easy bake ovens, well known for cooking heads from the inside out. Well, if out. a kid were stupid enough to, to stick their mouth on the light bulb inside an Easy Bake Oven and not let go, this is essentially what would happen, I guess. I suppose. Oh, my God. So, uh, he gets a call to report back to the Hall of Justice, and some higher-ranking judge wants to see him or whatever. Yeah. Oh, okay, uh, yeah, and this is kind of like starts the, yeah, the real meat of the film starts. Yeah, we're introduced to, I guess her first name is Cassandra, because that's what I wrote down. Yeah, Cassandra, uh, because Anderson. she's psychic, and that's a whole Greek, like, well, them, bur, bur, a- AKA, AKA, also known as, uh, we can't have two main characters in this movie who always have helmets on, so <laughs> one of them will be psychic to keep her helmet off. I love off. that, too, because just this, like, it's, because, I've... <laughs> <laughs> I, mean, I do like they try to explain it later because she's like, I, I, I can't, I can't muss up my disheveled hair because then my psychic powers don't work. Even though my psychic powers seem to work just fine looking through anyone else who's wearing a helmet, so why should it matter if I'm wearing a helmet? But Man. yeah. To be so, fair, there's okay. a scene where multiple mm-hmm. dreads with helmets are fighting later on, and I got lost within seconds, <laughs> so, so I can totally true. see why. Yeah. Okay. Uh. Her family was exposed to radiation or something. They got turned to sty ass something something. When she was seven and like all orphans, she was tested to see if she could be a judge, but she was three points under passing. So whatever that means. Yeah. Uh, Well, it sounds like she should have washed out, but for some reason, they managed to hang on to her for some reason. Well, she's a mutant. She's a psychic, the most powerful they've ever seen. So they want to test her out in the field. And judge gets to take her out for daddy daughter day for one day and see if she passes. (laughs) Which is kind of like how Dredge kind of reacts to it, because he's like, why why are you hanging on to her? What is this shit? And of course, it isn't until the, 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 the judge chief is, has to lay down, like, oh, she's psychic, she could do all this shit. Yeah, it's, yeah. it's... I like how this whole scenario, even right here, kind of mixes the best parts of, like, the Jedi from Star Wars, where they, everyone gets tested when they're a kid so they can become part of the thing. And it's also a little bit like Total Recall, where the mutants have psych- psychic abilities for no reason, and just all this stuff. It's, it's fucking great. Yeah. You know one nice thing about that I just realized about Judge Dredd is he's not a huge lumbering monstrosity like they would make him in any other yeah. movie. I even he's not all hulked out. Yeah. Well, and like yeah, it's it's there's kind of like one of the Dreads, uh, uh, the judges later who's kind of a bigger black guy, who's a little bit like more what you would expect. Like, but yeah, no, anyone else like, uh, like well, I guess that's what happened with the Stallone thing where like like. Anyone else making a Judge Dredd movie would try to get someone like Stallone or Schwarzenegger and put them in the costume, and it would just be this big hulked-out maniac. But he's—I <laughs> mean, you really don't need that as long as you can get the facial expression right. That's most of Judge yeah. Dredd. As a facial expression, a decent chin, some five o'clock shadow, anyone can play Judge Dredd. You get a fucking oh, any girl in there, just put it, just like paint some fucking hobo style, some five o'clock shadow. If she can scowl hard enough, congratulations, she judge. Oh, you, but you gotta really be able to get that scowl. But yeah, there are scenes in this movie where I thought it was like, is this left over from an outtake? Because it's not just it's he's Carl Urban's not scowling. No. He's like, he's like making monster mouth. <laughs> Just, oh, I can I can get that that Judge Dredd scowl. Oh, I can. Well, you're, uh, you're you've got a rubber face. You've got you 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 do good faces in general. That's why your son right, loves I'll, you so much because you got good baby entertaining <laughs> face. I also do an image of me with the oh, no. my mouth my mouth with a scowl. <laughs> and see you look like angry is. video game nerd. You got Muppet mouth. How dare angry you, sir. Muppet mouth. Anyway, <laughs> actually, yeah, just draw three big hairlines on the chin, and that's Judge Dredd right there. And put a big yeah. X on your eyes, so that's your helmet. 
Yeah. That helmet yeah. looks so stupid, though. This movie yeah, proves. Yeah, what you're gonna do. But, like, I guess in the original comics, Judge Red has got, like, little eagle statues on his shoulders, like, as part of his epaulets and stuff like that. And they didn't go that route, but they yeah. still had the helmet stuff, and it still looks dumb. There's... <sighs> they do the it best they could, well but, enough. like... Yeah. yeah. Um, but it's still iconic. You get... The, like, you see that character. Yeah. You see... You, you instantly recognize him, but it's still a little doofy looking. Yeah. So they leave the Hall of Justice, and on the way, he fills her in. The one in five judges totally gets killed on the first day. Oh, yeah. And... It's her assessment, and if she judges incorrectly, it's a fail. If she loses her, her weapon, it's a fail. If she ignores a direct order from his asse- her assessor, it's a fail. And she's ready now, and they're going to get the testing done. Yeah, this is the uh, most world-building we're really getting the whole movie, because between him talking about, like, yeah, one in five judges get wiped out in the very first day on the job. He's talking about how any given day in Mega City 1, there's like 700,000 crimes reported in and the judge force is only able to answer like six percent of those crimes that's very close to the numbers they gave bill congratulations i think that's the best i've ever seen your memory work i did <laughs> i do uh, one of the few benefits of only having seen this movie two hours ago but but yeah i just well, i kind of hung on to those numbers because like that that is like the really only kind of like yeah world building we get in terms of like exactly like what the size and scope of this world is and stuff like that and just kind of I was like, oh, okay. Six yeah. percent. That's the thing. Where I was like, okay, I get the idea this world is fucked up, but even now, I was like, six percent seems fucking low. I get the idea that like Mega City One is supposed to be this giant like city the size of like New England, but then <laughs> do they only have five cops? I know the yeah. idea is like you know, there's not many cops, but still, Jesus Christ. Yeah. Oh, anyway. So. Uh- at one of the huge mega towers, there's a lady in a bath. She's doing slow mo. She got scars on her face. It goes on for five she's minutes. Spla- yeah. She's splashing water like a baby because it's moving in slow motion. Ooh. It's all shimmery and shiny. Yeah. Do you recognize this lady? Do you watch Game of Thrones? I don't watch Game of Thrones, but I know. Oh, okay. Cer- Cersei. Yes, she's Cersei Lannister, essentially the main villain of the whole show. Um, Man, they do a good job in this movie of making her look like a druggy, gross, yucky poo. Yeah, even though, like, the makeup for her scar kind of changes a lot, and they can't decide if they want to make her teeth look fucked up or not. Because sometimes it's yeah. like, I think she's got a dental appliance once or twice. A couple other times, mm-hmm. they just kind of rub, like, they just, like, rub cigarette ashes on her teeth, and a couple other things, they don't even bother. She just, like, I don't know, she just <laughs> showed up on set in between the days of filming on Game of Thrones. It was like, I'll fucking just shoot this shit let's just go but yeah yeah somebody harshes her high and tells her they got trouble which in, uh, not really. in metro one city we got trouble oh we got trouble yep. mm-hmm. right here in metro which, one city shut up it's not really they got three dudes who are selling drug out of their levels it's the second time they've done it the first time they got beat up but it didn't take so they'll make examples of them. oh no skin them and throw them over the balconies Oh, hit him with the slow-mo first, so it'll make it drop even further. Oh, which, that's a great twist. Yeah. yeah. They do a good job of making her look like a gross drug dealer. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's, I mean, you get the idea that she's kind of like, uh, she's, who's the, we, did we do Kung Fu Hustle on the podcast? Yeah. She's like the lady of Pigsty Alley, like the, the lady in curlers and, and, and mm. uh, flip-flops who 
You get the idea that she's in charge, but she's not necessarily the most powerful being in the entire galaxy, but she's definitely the ruler of her corner of the universe. And they did a good job with that with yeah. her in this, where, yeah, she again, she's not like a, there's a little bit later on in the movie where they talk about how she's trying to expand the her drug empire beyond this tower, this peach tree's mm-hmm. ta- tower that the whole movie takes place in. But beyond that, like, yeah, she's just a neighborhood bully, really, but she's a really nasty yeah. neighborhood bully. And yeah. they, I love that she's. I saw someone online was like, she's one of the best villains since the Joker. And I'm like, no, not really. The whole point of the, what's kind of what makes her character memorable is that she's not like an omega supreme badass. She's just a badass, but she's also just. Are you talking about in this or Game of Thrones? No, in this where they're like, okay, yeah, she's not. She's kind of an idiot. Yeah, she's, she's she's evil and she's she's manipulative and but she's also and petty. Does whatever and kinda, she wants, but she, yeah. but she's we'll get to it. But she is an idiot. <laughs> okay, okay. Um, but the three dudes get skinned and hit with the drug, thrown off a balcony, drops several hundred floors or whatever it is, and splatting on the ground at the bottom. Which makes the Hall of Justice take notice. And when running a drug ring, it's important to bring the judges right to your front door. It's just a smart way to do business. <sighs> to be fair, it's only by chance that uh, uh, the rookie Except- decided to choose this one particular... Like, this call just happened to come in just as uh, she and Dredd were kind of looking it- at the roster going, Oh, which one should we go to? Except it could have been any number of judges yeah, that got, went too. there. Yeah. Uh, and they and don't the seem to be too far happened. away from the Judge uh, uh, Hall of Justice, too. They're, like, right around the corner. Like, yeah, it's not like they're out in the boonies or anything like that where they might go, uh, they're not going to, we're too far out. They're not going to answer any kind of call or anything anyway, but yeah. Yeah. So she, the, the rookie gets to pick what they want to do, so they're going to go to Peachtree. And so they go, and uh, there's an establishing shot outside of Peachtree, that shows there's an outdoor balcony with a skate park on it for later in the movie. Yeah, just conspicuous enough that, like, it is a kind of an interesting, because uh, there's a little bit where you kind of think that this must be on the ground floor, because they're outside. This is one of the few bits of life you ever see inside the tower that is taking place outside the tower, so you just assume that must be on the ground floor. But then the camera pulls out and you find out, no, for some reason, this giant, like, 200-foot, 200-story uh, tall structure just has, like, one little outdoor outcropping that's just a skate park for these teenage punk kids. But that's yeah. it. It just kind of... I thought that was kind of an interesting just little bit of, like, not world building, but just kind of a, just a funny detail. But it's... I, I, of course it comes back later as a plot detail, but uh, whatever. Oh, yeah. So... Uh, I just efficient story writing. Yeah. They walk inside Peachtree, see a vagrant who uh, they might judge at the moment. But the murders are more important, so judge tells them... Not to be there when they get back. Yeah, there's this kind of s- s- uh, sets up a little bit of a thing, too, at the beginning of the movie. Judge Dredd is, uh, to the rookie, being all like... He'll point at something that somebody's doing wrong, and he'll be like, Okay, what's your take on the situation? You tell me what the, infra- what the, what the infraction is and what the punishment should be. And, like, yeah, she's like, Okay, vagrancy, you should get two days and a booby cube. Or what are they keep a on... A booby cube? <laughs> what is the thing that, like... The, there's some kind of cubes they keep on mentioning that they're gonna... Th- it's essentially jail... But yeah. uh, depending on the person they're talking about, like like women will be in the booby cube and the dudes are in the dick cube and the, the homeless will be in exactly. the hobo cube. Yes, of or, course. Well, mm-hmm. yeah. But the, the, she's like, oh, yeah, we should do, like he should get like like mandatory five years in, in, in the hobo cube. And the guy's like, oh, and the judge right is all like we do. You do we, we're, we're busy, but you, you 
You don't want to see us when we come back. Don't be here when we go back. <laughs> so they go inside and look at the dead bodies. They pull back the sheet on one and look at his brain splattered all over the place. Yeah, the effects guys had good. a field day with this, the the, the practical makeup yeah, guys, because these guys are all pizzaed out. I couldn't tell if it was an actor with makeup lying there or a dummy head. Might have been a combination of both, because there's three different dudes, and yeah. Yeah. Uh, Dread pulls his lips back, notices his gums look strange. Yeah, he's got, like, his teeth have kind of, like, not rotted out, but look like they've been, like, cut out of his mouth, and he's like, oh, this is, like, slow-mo burn or something like that. Yeah, Yeah. from a slow-mo inhaler. It's a new drug. Makes everybody feel like he's moving super slowly, so it probably feel like a long way down. They ID the bodies, say it was probably a hit to teach someone a lesson, yeah. which doc- the doctor who's there looking at the bodies with them is like, yeah, don't fuck with the mama clan. Oh, is this the black guy who's running kind of the clinic, the medical clinic that's supposed yeah. to be? Yeah. Yeah, he's supposed to be working with the government, but it turns out he's chicken shit. Yeah. Yeah. And this kind of that's sets up the thing, too, because they're world. talking about... This sets up the exposition of, like, okay, there were three gangs inside this building up until just a couple months ago. There's the... Yeah. There's the racist Asians, the... What are they called? Uh, Did you write them down? Well, yeah. Uh, they say that Mama used to be a sex worker until she got sliced up by her pimp. Okay. So she bit his dick off. Yay! Which, hey, that kind of makes you sympathetic for Mama right there, though. Eh. Yeah, well, eh. but, you know, she's got a... Like, it's not like she's a super villain from birth. Like, she came from somewhere. Well, yeah, and, like, I guess. Yeah. Uh... My, there used to be three gangs in Peachtree, the Peyote Kings, the Red Dragons, and the Judge, with their stupid-looking tattoos Oh, on their the heads Judge did, because look they're... Like judge helmets. <laughs> this is the point where I'm like, was, was, am I watching Crackdown? <laughs> like, yeah. this, these are like gangs from a bad, uh, the Grand Theft Auto gang, uh, or something mm-hmm. like that. Yeah, it's totally like, yeah, just, I mean, they only have to show up for like one, like one or two shots in this little montage, yeah. showing what life was like before Mama took over, but... Yeah, yeah, Mama came in, took over the top floor, worked her way down until she had all of Peachtree. I, I, there's a restaurant up here named the Peachtree, so like, it's hard to, for me to dissociate Supposedly, that. Supposedly. Delicious peach pies. Yeah, uh, Alex Garland, his favorite restaurant in Connecticut where he wrote the script, I guess it was called Peachtree. So he thought, oh, it's hmm. kind of ironic if the, the, the place is a hellhole, but it's named after this nice restaurant. So blah, blah, blah. That's a little of Paul Verhoeven, kind of like, brr, 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 brr. The yeah. there of like it's ironic so, get it because it's a tree so in the Brooklyn blur yeah. the bodies were registered to the floor 39 so that's where the judges are gonna go check shit out on that floor people are doing <laughs> I'm drugs I'm just picturing and... like the, the transformers do 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 like the internet like, just to show the time's <laughs> passing or some kind of like there should be a yeah. sound effect there or something like that yeah mm. there's a lot in this movie Turn where it. suddenly they're like 50 floors up again yeah Turn the page now. Exactly, <laughs> yeah. I mean, that's a perfect, like, chapter stop in the movie where it's like, okay, they, they just... What's well, like Die Hard 2 where you can see, like, okay, he's, he's gone up to this different part of the building. It's like, okay, yeah, I don't know. Anyway, shut up, Bill. People are doing drugs uh, and getting oversaturated, <laughs> uh, including Kay, who is one of the guys that had a hand in killing the three dudes that went splat. Have you ever seen The, the uh, Wire? No. He played Avon Barksdale, who was one of the big uh, gangster guys in that movie. So if you if you hear me call him uh, the Avon or the Wire, just heads up. Gotcha. Yeah. Uh, the judges get outside the door. Which why are these idiots staying on the floor where they killed the dudes? Yeah. They deserve what's coming to them. You almost think that like maybe this would be part of the setup, but then again, I guess 
Mama or those guys never expected the police to show up anyway, so I guess they weren't taking cocky. any kind of precautions. Yeah. Uh, at this point, he asked her when he real when she would realize she forgot her helmet, and she says it interferes with her psychic shit. And he says, "The bullet may interfere more." Yeah, they did. They put a bomb on the door and blast it open. Yeah. And I do like kill her a haircut. bunch of people inside in slow motion. Oh yeah. Oh, and this is the first big example of the really terrible digital squibs in this movie. Mm. Which you know, I, is what are you gonna yeah. do? I, I, the guy that gets uh, shot in the cheek and his cheek explodes. Like everywhere? there's that good, a... di- like CGI modeling. Like it's yeah. good, but like some of the squid, you can totally tell it's just like there's like something in After Effects or Photoshop where like there's this one like digital, like like it almost looks like Space Cop or something like Red Letter Media would do, where it's just like it, it, like all these low budget productions kind of same use use the same software as like some uh, big budget companies like back in the day, where like it's always the same like three or four like digital bullet squibs, and there's kind of the same thing going on here, which is a flat graphic of blood coming out. It doesn't feel like an actual three dimensional liquid or anything, but still, whatever. It's a cheap action movie. It's not supposed to be. I didn't notice it. I I get hung up about that stuff because which kind of kills me too because this movie's so close to being like RoboCop, and like one of the big things about RoboCop, especially like that the opening when the guy gets shot on the table is like all those realistic squibs, and this scene in this movie is kind of trying to do that. I mean, if if you did super slow motion and did squibs, you probably be they probably tested that. Oh yeah, and that's really telling. And I totally, I totally understand why CGI blood effects have completely replaced practical. Uh, squib effects in general just because even back in the day everyone was well, like no, I, I I do prefer squib effects I'm saying in this case oh yeah no but I, just, I don't even begrudge people really these days when they do it I, I, it's, it's not one of those things where I'm like why didn't they do this but part of me is just like just totally though and this is also a low budget movie so they did not have the time to sit down and like wire up a whole room full of guys like 30 times over so they can do a bunch of takes with like real blood squibs especially like kind of what you were just saying if, if they were shooting in slow motion where like you would end they would end up having to replace half the stuff with cgi anyway because you would be seeing like the broken condoms <laughs> come <laughs> exploding out and stuff like that so i could I, like i said i'm not begrudging the movie for not trying to go all uh robocop with the with the blood squibs in this movie but it's mm. just again it's just one of those things where like oh it's like in a perfect world they were so close to getting that texture right and just just you know just the realities of film production in 2012 like you know what else are you gonna do but yeah Damn. so it's still it's great though you get to see people's well that that's that's as much as i can bitch about the lack of uh, practical blood squibs but because you do have cg you have shit where you have guys faces exploding with teeth broken teeth coming out and stuff like that so that kind of yeah. makes up for the uh, cgi blood is like you're getting crazy makeup fat, effects you can that dude's bellies rippling from the bullets <laughs> exactly yeah and, uh, so they, oh, they shoot a bunch is... of people. Yeah. And she's rattled because I don't know if she didn't expect to shoot anyone as a judge. I don't so know. I guess this is really her first day on the job. Like, this is, I mean, she, I guess she's been a cop for a little while, but she's, this is the first time she's actually been out on field duty, I guess. Which becomes a big thing yeah. in a minute, too, where I don't know if it's in this scene or like the next fight, like, she has to kill somebody for the first time. And it's a whole big moment and stuff, but yeah. Uh, so they, uh,. They get ready for transport, and she realizes through her psychic ability that Kay, the black guy, is the one who killed the three dudes and skinned them. Yeah, that's the guy they're he looking won't... for, essentially, yeah. Yeah. 
He won't talk, so they'll take him in for a couple hours for interrogation, and that'll get him to talk. And, uh... In another room, some sad-looking, nerdy ginger guy notices that they grabbed Kay. Oh, yeah, this is the guy from the Star Wars movies. This is, uh, what's-his-face, Alcohol Gleason, yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Okay. Um, and it worries Mama's gang, because they know Kay will talk. So they form a plan to take over the whole building, which is surprisingly easy. Yeah, it just turns out, like, in the basement, there's, like, three guys who were in charge of the entire building's, like, security and defense systems and, like, environmental controls and everything. And so they just go down there, murder them, and take take, take it over. Yeah, they, they that nerdy ginger calls and says they have a DEFCON war test or something. And they say they have no record of that, which makes him freak out and say his boss is up his ass. And they're like, "Okay, fine." Oh, they because they call up the they call they call up the police, the headquarters to say, "Hey, if you get any reports of anything crazy going on down down here, we're just doing essentially we're doing war games." Yeah, yeah, we're doing some kind of like defense test. So if you get any calls, like it's just the system being goofy. Like no one's nothing's going on down here. Yeah. Yeah. So they'll let them do it because they're nice or some shit. Yeah, and, uh, it they is turn funny. the building is this into the war scene mode. where it's also uh, Game of Thrones is like she's got a knife out into the guy's belly? No, that's later. Oh, okay, later. okay, okay, yeah. So the vagrant, as they're leaving, is still there from earlier. And there's a. And two seconds after a warning says to stay back from the blast doors, they come crushing down on him and smush like that guy. light speed. The guy like, can't even roll out of the uh, way. Uh, a couple of seconds of warning would be nice instead of step back from the blast door, chunk. Which is funny because they kind of yeah, like yeah, big. Yeah. They call out they, they they show big expansive scenes of like the top of the tower and like the 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 shutter slowly coming down. But I guess on the ground floor everything's just like smooshed, like instantaneous. Yep. But yeah. The transformers will messages. Eight hundred million people living in the ruin of the old world. One thing fighting for order in the chaos. Judges. There's drugs like nothing I've ever seen. If we play this right, we can take the whole city. Mama's controlling all the slow-mo production and distribution. Rookie, you ready? Yeah. You look ready. Mama is not the law. I'm the law. I'm going in for it again. How do you plead? Defense noted. Dread 3D. Herbs were uncooperative. Rated R in theaters September 21st. <laughs> We now return to the Transformers. So now the whole building is locked down. Blast shields covering all the windows and all the doors. The whole building's on lockdown mode. Mama gets on the mic, and Ginger looks sad. And she lets everyone know that there's two judges running around, and she wants them dead. And anybody who don't want to try to kill the judges should probably just get out of the way and and don't try to help the judges, or else, ooh, she'll be so mean to you. Does she put out a particular bounty on their head, or is it she just wants them dead, but there's no, like, there's nothing she's dangling as far as, like, a reward or anything? Right? I don't remember a bounty. Because you do get a couple of the randos who show up for no reason trying to kill those guys, and I, you, you can assume that they're just trying to do, 
do a favor for mama for just to get in yeah. good with her but like yeah there's no yeah there's no point where she's like i'm gonna give you guys a million dollars or a bunch of free drugs or anything like that so, and the, the judges can't get through to control because of the lockdown. They can't get through to all the concrete. Yeah. And, I guess the blast doors uh, are keeping them from transmitting outside of the building or anything like that. Yeah. So seems they seems like a huge hell of an oversight, but... Yeah. yeah. They had to uh, hunker down at the med center and um, they start going up some stairs. They hear some dudes running down. They throw stinky yellow gas grenades at them, and which the bad guys just run right into and starts huffing. Yeah, to, it's to keep reading. This is and another, probably get shot. Yeah, this is another example of uh, Dread telling uh, uh, Rookie to be like, "Okay, what's the situation? What's your diagnosis?" And she's like, "Okay, it's these guys. We need to use smoke grenades." And so he goes, "Yeah." So they throw up the smoke grenades. They put respirators in their mouths, and they tell Avon Barksdale to. Like, just hold his breath, and they just kind of very easily kill these dudes. Yeah, do they kind yeah, of run upstairs? Because they stupidly run into the smoke and just breathe. And this is the first moment where it's like, and I'm glad this actually became a plot, this becomes a plot plot point very soon, but like, I was like, didn't you think they would want to try to grab their guns or something like that? Because uh, mm-hmm. the, these two judges don't seem like they have a shill, you know, they have a bunch of like fucking uh 90s comics little pouches and stuff on them, but they're not carrying shitloads of extra ammo with them, so you'd think they would at least... Like, see if there's any compatible ammo those guys might be carrying. Or, I mean, then again, I guess they're trying to haul ass, too, because the, the warning has just gone out to, for everyone to try to kill these guys. So maybe they're, yeah. they're more worried about just finding a safe space than that. But still, this becomes a plot point later. But yeah. Yeah. Then there's a bunch of bad guys outside the med center, which is where the judges are heading. So they prime a stun grenade. They roll it in there. Let them know to disperse or they'll use a lethal force to clear the area. And those guys are all cocky. Ha ha, judge, you're the one that should disperse. But well, then the stun grenade goes off and they come in shooting everybody dead. Also, the grenade has. It, it does something where, like, it lets Judge Dredd throw his voice. So they think he's, mm-hmm. like, talking out of another part of, like, another hallway. So they're, like, pointing in the wrong direction. Then he sets off the, the stun device. And yeah, then they just go in there and just murder everybody. Yep. And that's. This one is the thing where there's one last survivor and then what's her face has to kill. Rookie has yeah. to kill the guy, right? Yep. Yeah. Because Dredd is like, his crime is an attempted murder of a judge. His sentence is death. So she shoots him. Kablam. <sighs> yeah, it is. Well, he like... tries to lift his gun. So yeah, she shoots You him. get the feeling yeah, this is her la, first la, la, big la, la. test because she's all worked up. She doesn't want to kill this guy, even though you know he obviously has it coming. But Dredd is like sitting there watching her, like judging her. And she's like, and then she just does it. And then it's like this big uh, yeah, mo- hey, emotional beat well, for her yeah yeah it's pretty much the last time she has any kind of <laughs> isn't it yeah well there's a little bit until she <laughs> until she, little... she goes she does the laura croft rule which is just oh i can't believe i killed amanda i will murder everyone <laughs> now i cannot drink enough human blood yep. <laughs> yeah so uh this movie is kind of a video game now that i think about it more just even just yeah. in terms of the character arcs and stuff yeah yeah, they uh, they try to get in the med center, but the doctor guy won't let them in. He's a shit and shit. It's not even like it's not like there's even and a he's... moment where he's like debating or like feels bad about it. He's just like, ah, uh-uh, yeah, you ain't getting here. Yeah, well, he's like, I gotta remain neutral in this. No, thank you. No sides for me. Yeah, and rookies so... are like, you just chose sides. You chose against us. Fuck you. 
Yeah, so they gotta keep moving again. Dread tells her conserve ammo, and I, this is where I wrote down their gun. There's guns everywhere. Yeah, I know the judge guns are powerful and awesome and all this shit. But again, if this were a video game, take that... a couple extra guns just in case. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Well, I mean, that's I mean, like, yeah. I could see why they didn't bring extra guns in because they were just re- 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 uh, responding to a homicide, not expecting the entire building to turn against them at the start. But at that point, yeah, you think the moments. I mean, granted, it's only been a couple minutes since I guess this whole uh, adventure has started. But like, yeah, they've already missed a couple prime opportunities to pick up some new guns and ammo. But but yeah, whatever. Yeah. So uh, they get moving again since they can't stay there. And they're still carrying the the the, the K guy, the Avon Barksdale, yeah. with them. Like he's handcuffed with them for like the whole first like two thirds of the movie. Yeah. They're they're shoving him yeah. around. They're going through hallways and they duck into a small alcove with uh, apartment doors behind them, and they hear perps coming, and. Um, she uses her ability to say the name of some lady living in an apartment that they're hunkered down by, and she's like, "Hey, Natasha." I don't know. Or Susan, or like, "Hey, Natasha." Yeah. And the, like, I guess the lady, yeah, in. just let them in. And it's it's only it's only four dudes. They've killed way more people at this point I, than four. I yeah, like, because they just I didn't understand. They have, didn't stand why they had to hide from these four men. They've literally already killed forty five guys. <laughs> Yeah. Like, literally ten times as many guys are coming down this hallway. And it's not like these guys are, like, got flamethrowers or something. They've just got normal pistols like everyone else has done. And and, yeah. and these guys aren't even aware they're in the hallway, so the good guys have the tactical drop. But I could see you just want to try to avoid any confrontation you can. But they do kind of build it up like, oh, my God, if they see us, we're dead. Oh, my God, we get, if they see us, we're dead. And, like, it's really built up that Rookie saves their lives by getting them into this uh, little apartment yeah. for ten seconds. Yeah. So they let the bad guys pass, and the lady in there doesn't want any trouble. She just Justifiably, wants them off the floor. Yeah. Uh, she doesn't want her man or her baby hurt, and she tells them how to go up to the higher floors. There's an elevator. Says it's out of orders, but the higher numbers on the elevator. And she doesn't work. say this until after a little bit of prodding, psychic prodding from uh, Rookie. But like she does, yeah, she does suddenly become a very helpful NPC all of a sudden. Yeah. And then she also what? very pointedly they... holds up a picture of her dead of her husband, <laughs> saying, "But look at my beautiful husband. It wouldn't should be a shame that everything had ever happened to him." <laughs> Oh no! It's the guy that the Anderson killed earlier. And the fact oh, that she says that out no. loud and then says, "Oh no, Spaghettios!" <laughs> and then claps her hand yep. over her mouth. Yeah. Oh. Well, he probably shouldn't have tried to kill a judge. Yeah, I, I just, yeah. Well, I do like when the lady's like, well, "I want you guys go out of here, and I never want to see you again." And she's like, "Yeah, don't worry about that. We're not coming back." And <laughs> yeah, because that would be all. But that, that right there is pretty much the last little bit of like. Uh, humanity you really kind of see I mean not humanity but that's the last time you really see her being I, after this point in the movie she's become more hardened uh, against all these guys yeah. after that so yeah yep she has emotions Dread does not unless scowling <laughs> is an emotion Judge Dread A do you never see his face B he has no character arc in this movie his only character yeah. arc is going like oh I guess Rookie sucks a little bit less than I thought that's it. And Rookie's pretty much the main character of this movie in terms of, like, she is kind of like your, the entry point character. She's the sympathetic character. She's the character who actually kind of goes through a character arc and stuff. I mean, she's also the only character whose face you really see throughout the whole movie and stuff like that, too. But, like, yeah, I do appreciate yeah. how they made Judge Dredd just, like, he's like Joel in the last of, again, like a video game thing. He's just, like, this big, badass companion dude. Yeah. Well, Dredd's emotion is... <laughs> <laughs> He's got two it's grunts. God of that's, War. His, that's his move. Yeah. Boy. Yep. Boy. Boy. 
so uh this dumb movie mama mama is talking to her right hand man uh, also, as, I noticed Judge about- Dredd because he's he's from New Zealand. He has a weird one because half the poop people in this movie aren't from America. Half the poop and the poop they don't say mama. They're like <laughs> mama. They have a weird way of pronouncing the word mama. Mm. Uh, one of the very first that. things that happens in the movie because it's Judge Dredd narrating. He says Amer- America as America, which is very. I think I did notice. That. I know. I just throw that out there, but yeah, he's a little bit not 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 quite a whole accent slip, but there's a little bend to his words that aren't quite natural for an American. But anyway, mm. so uh, the she's, mom was talking to her right hand man about expanding out of Peachtree. It's needless dialogue. It, I guess it's just showing that she has bigger. She's got she's got goals. She's a, a girl with a dream. Oh, is this the thing where they're talking about how? Well, she's talking to her henchman, and her henchman says that like their only real problem isn't these dread. Isn't the judge just so much as her expansion plans? If they expand too quickly, they could fuck things up. Yeah. Because and it's just yeah. this is the one put in the movie where they talk about she could be a threat to the larger city if she's not stopped here. Yeah. Like that's that's really the only point of the scene. Yeah. Yeah. The nerdy guy comes in and says they got problems. In and River City. He shows her. He's right here. Uh... And he shows her that all of the people the judges have killed and. That the judges don't have a scratch on them. He locates them on floor 70 or something. And yeah, they lock down that floor. Yeah, they're getting there. Which they can do because the place is in war mode. He's got control. Uh-huh. Seems like something they probably should have done earlier, but okay. I, there is, yeah. There is a couple things in this movie where the movie wouldn't work if the villains just did what you think you would do at the start. Because I feel like you have all this power, but yeah. <sighs> she says that they tried the clean way. Now they're going to do it the messy way. Which so, the messy way is just to kind of fight harder. <laughs> like there's, yeah, I, I thought well, there was gonna be like they were like when she said that I was like, oh, did they have their own like super badass soldier what, they're no, gonna send what, down there or what, something like that? But what she meant was we tried it the smart way. Now we're gonna try it the really dumb way. Oh yeah, that's what. Okay, yeah, I'll, I'll, I'll figure yeah, out what the dumb so, way is soon. Yeah. So uh, <laughs> he tells it. He tells Dread tells the rookie to take K back to the lobby. He's gonna do stuff while they're on lockdown. Uh, he lets her know so that if she gets cornered, he probably don't want to be taken alive. Yeah. Well, and then, I'm trying because yeah, I can't remember exactly why he decides to split up here or what's going he on. He doesn't say. Yeah, it's he all just say. very like yeah. And you think this is the last part of the movie they should be splitting up? But yeah. Yeah, so um, he walks down a hallway and people are locking their doors and diving through the flippity-floppity doors of the saloon. <laughs> it is really like, yeah. I'm trying to think, because it does feel like... Jumping into the wa- horse's water trough. It's not like Mama has just gone back onto the PR to say anything new, because I forget, like, yeah, it's not like she's uh, dished out a new threat that would cause... When she says we're gonna get messy, she's not. She's just saying that to her troop. But she's not saying that to the, to the dreads or the PR, no, are they? Yeah, no. Okay, because yeah, I can't her. remember exactly what the why everything suddenly feels like it suddenly like levels up here in terms of the threat. But yeah, that's essentially what happens. Seeing though. the judge and freaking out. Yeah. Anyway, so uh, shot of the nerdy guy's eyes it shows you he got robot eyes. Oh yeah, electric stuff. So um, Kay lets. Uh, Anderson know that Dredd was probably right about her not be taken alive. Their clan is nasty, and she pretty girl. Blah blah blah. 
save the last bullet for yourself. And she says that she'll save the second to last bullet for him. And he starts talking about how she's a mutant psychic. And for some reason, she doesn't just backhand him in the mouth with her pistol and tell him to shut the fuck up. Well, she does that in a second, she but there has to be more of a conversation here. I guess that is. This is still her first day. She's not used to, like, you know, beating up on the prisoners or anything yet. Yeah. He asks her what she's thinking about, and it's <laughs> just the most kind of like attempt to the way he says, like, "What you thinking about?" It almost sounds like, "Yeah, I'm like oh, well, you thinking about boys like I am?" And she's like, "What?" And like, "Yeah." And <laughs> he thinks of something different, and I don't. It looked like torture or something. And she finally hits him and tells him to shut up. Oh yeah, because like yeah, the first thing that like yeah, it's just he's bending her over a table and booty fucking her. And then the thing is, like, yeah, you don't see what the second, which you assume it's torture, because she's just, like, sitting there, you don't see what the background is, or whatever it is, not, but it's, yeah, it's good enough that that's when she'd finally fucking cold cocks him. And, yeah. uh, yeah, it's, it's, I kind of, I do like the actress's performance here, because she's, like, like, she's not acting totally freaked out, she's still got some steely resolve, but, like, I do appreciate that she's not being, like, totally terrorized by this guy. She just got caught off guard for a moment. And even when the guy threatens her with ra- not even threatens her with, with rape, but, like, puts the picture of rape in her mind, instead of freaking out, she's just like, oh, fuck you. Like, she's obviously used to this to a certain extent. Maybe not as a cop, but uh, you would assume as a, as, a, as a psychic lady living in the society, she, this isn't the first time she's had to deal with uh, fucked up guys around her trying to project a fucked up imagery into her head, but... Yeah, I just thought it was, I don't know, I thought that was interesting. So, elsewhere, the bad guys are setting up huge Gatling guns. This is their plan? To shoot at him from across the courtyard? Mama's not the best at planning. Is this when she... People... Is this... People getting killed all over the place as the Gatling guns just tear through the opposite side of oh, the Oh, this building. is her messy solution? Yes, this is her messy plan. And it's funny, because they pull up... Th- yeah, they, 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 they build up three... Uh, uh, Gatling guns, and it just—we're gonna sit there and wait until he's like on the balcony across from us. Which <laughs> yeah. is like, there's no—it's not there's there's no like aggressive plan. Like, oh, we should like again. Yeah, I thought they and were gonna send someone down. No, they were just gonna wait till he's on our doorstep to try to blow him away as hard as possible, and that's it. So really, yeah. Lena Headley spends the next like 15 minutes of the movie just waiting for him to show up. Yeah. Yeah. If if you remember the uh, Team Fortress Two Meet the Heavy short. Uh, Heavy did say he has yet to meet a man who can outrun Bullet, but uh, apparently Judge Dredd is that man because he outruns all the bullets. It's <laughs> especially because everyone else on that floor is almost instantly murdered. But for some reason, yeah. he is able to well, like navigate this whole maze back to Cassandra mm-hmm. and not get shot, even though as he's running through this maze, well, everyone's getting blown away in front of him, behind him, to, to either side of him. Yeah, They're also it's... only shooting at torso heights, so as long as they just duck down, they'd be fine. I thought that was going to be the first thing I was doing, is that he would throw himself down. Or, I thought there was going to be at least the thing where, like, he gets shot in the side or something like that, so he's wounded. And so, there might be a thing where he gets back, and she's like, are you okay? And he's like, yeah. And then, uh, they pull yeah, back, and it turns out, ass. like, he hasn't shown her, but he actually has been wounded, but he's too tough to admit there. Like, no, he's just magically dodges all bullets and this scene this mm-hmm. is like one of the longest sequences in the whole movie because this goes on for a fucking while in fact it got to the point where i thought like she like there was going to be a thing where like like oh she's actually caused structural damage to the other part of the building you might see some kind of collapse because that's how like they really blow up that whole other side of the top floor of the building 
and yeah. all it does is like knock out a little bit of a hole that the good guys can go escape out through it and it turns out that they're at the skate park that we saw earlier in the film yeah and that's it they shoot they shoot a hole through a wall see daylight dread shoots a bigger hole through the wall they jump out and it's a skate park where people are doing sweet flips and tricks and shit uh and um they look for the judges, and uh, of course, they aren't able to find them. This gets Just weird a whole too lot because of other dead bodies. Yeah, because this really makes like this makes it seem like the judges are only across the hallway, and they're yeah. only like a couple hallways down from the main thoroughfare that they were shooting across. And there's only one place they could have gone. So I thought like the bad guys would show up at that skate park immediately, but no, they never show up there at all for some reason. Well, you got you got to think how this building's probably pretty huge and they're slowly walking checking the bodies to see yeah that's the, a good point and i guess like the width of the building it's not just like there's the open middle area and just like one or even though he runs back in slow motion it looks like there's only like two or three hallways between the main thoroughfare and the wall they, they jump through to get out to the skate park i guess it is it would be like a couple city blocks or something like that which even yeah. makes it more ridiculous that the gatling guns are able to shoot through like several city blocks worth of walls to punch yeah. a hole for them to escape out through through the on the other complete other side of the building but whatever but yeah uh so outside dread is able to call control and request immediate assistance and i feel like he gives control not nearly enough information about the situation he's just like hey we're under fall we're going to use some That's help one of the come on we're... we send a couple extra judges i Thanks. almost Bye. feel like that was you. supposed to be a little like almost played up like, if this were a uh, Paul Verhoeven movie, that would be played up as, like, very specifically as a joke. The fact that they've gone through all this shit, and he just calls it in as, like, oh, perps are just being, like... Uncooperative. Yeah, their perps are being uncooperative, and that's it. Like, to, like, which really suggests that, like, this is a common everyday occurrence for Judge Dredd, which is kind of funny, but they don't play it up as much of a... It really just does feel like he's just being terse and... That's all he's like. It almost feels like the plot, like the the plot in the movie right here, is just like it's just trying to move as fast as possible, so they don't want to like, like. Or you think at least the what's her face would want to chime in and say, "Hey, th yeah. this is more fucked up than you might anticipate," and like play that off, Judge Dredd himself a little bit. But no, he like he's the only one who radios in. He says, "Hey, we need some backup," and they send backup. That's as far as it goes. Like, he doesn't say, hey, we need a whole army. And, like, he doesn't even say, like, hey, you might want to bring in a couple choppers because we're stuck near the roof. It's just, like, yeah. they send in... It's a little bit like in in Die Hard when, the, when uh, Die Hard finally manages to call in using the radio. He manages to call in to 911 and say, hey, uh, there's terrorists taking over this building. And the police barely believe him, and they only send by uh, Family Matters to go check it out. That's essentially what happens here. <laughs> like, the backup is, like, two guys who show up, like, in about 20 minutes to ring the doorbell downstairs and go, hey, what's going on? And everyone's like, ah, oh, no, nah, it's just not nothing. We're just still doing that war game thing that we talked about earlier, and that's it. So, yeah. Yeah. I, this so is Mama the middle part of the movie. Well, I guess they can't, like, undo the plot here, but it's still a little weird. Yeah. Mama hears gunfire, and then she sees Dread come out of the smoke and flames. And he chucks her right-hand man off the balcony <laughs> into the, the void yeah. and then walks back into the smoke like a badass. He doesn't even say anything, right? No, he just throws him and just walks off. I do appreciate that, like, now because they've tried to kill Wish. him so specifically, like, to him, 
there's no really contest of like, oh my god, you don't want to kill any, or even just harm anyone because the like, like to him, like everyone in this building, or at least in the upper levels of these floors, they've tried to kill him, so everyone's sentenced to death. So like, yeah, that guy just sum- summarily which, executed, which is great. Yeah, yeah. If Judge had pulled out his gun and said incendiary and shot his incendiary round across the gap, he could have totally killed the mama. Right Did we have to skip that part where that's one of the first things that happens? With there's that. No, that doesn't happen. Yet. Oh, okay, yeah, okay. Which, yeah, well, so, you almost kind of wonder why it doesn't happen. Because she's, yeah. yeah. So, Judge Dredd, uh, you're great, but you're a little bit clunky and trying to extend the, the, the plot here a little bit, yeah. The Dredd and Anderson take Kay into a schoolroom and interrogate to interrogate him. Uh, but Dredd won't get any information by beating him. But she doesn't need to beat him to get the information. She's a psychic type. This is the part where she figures out that, like... Like, the only reason they're going through all this hell is because, obviously, like... Well, Dredd's like, Mama, if we had just killed you, you probably wouldn't have come after us. Yeah, we could have just walked right out the front door. But yeah, there's something something that uh, Kay uh, knows that Mama doesn't want getting out to the cops. So that's the reason why they're, yeah, Mama's uh, going nuts trying to kill these guys. And so, So yeah. Anderson goes in his mind and they play some mind games with him yeah she shows up naked she pretends to give him a blowjob he's all like fuck you bitch i got crazy shit since it's his head he can do whatever he wants like pull out a gun and to try to shoot oh that's the first thing which it's it won't work i guess he 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 uses his mind to make her give him a blowjob but it turns out she can play mind games too and it's not her it's mama and she bit off his dick oh yeah i do like that whole thing where she like she really does get a good just turns the table on him it's not a huge thing or anything like that but he's all being like oh yeah your mind isn't nearly as fucked up as mine she's like no fuck you you're not your mind ain't shit compared to my fucking mind (laughs) yeah fucks him up and and i guess maybe the fact that like she lets him steal her gun in the in the mind thing kind of sets up the fact that like like plants the seeds for him trying to do that to her in real life later that what is what actually takes him out which i like if you play in retrospect maybe that's kind of clear i don't know if that's an intentional like foreshadowing or something like that but yeah so So, he gets he gets kung fu'd by her pretty hard in the brain yep and then she's like, I'm just getting started. And back in the real world, he's just pissing himself. <laughs> yeah, I totally know that. I forgot about that. Yeah. <laughs> and he's not getting enough water. That's that is yellow urine. Yeah. It's also, dark. he's on yeah, a green floor, so it's not going to look good. But. Mm. So Peachtree and Mama control all and make all the slow-mo in Mega City 1. And that makes Judge Dredd say, interesting. And thanks dread and it's also it's not that much of a cataclysmic revelation the fact that like mama's in control of production of all slow-mo and that's it and then yeah i i, I guess it does make it more important for judge dread to take her down other than just like surviving like it's not enough, it's not enough now to survive they've got to take her down because this drug could potentially rip apart the city but it's 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 more just like like it's not really raising the stakes as much as the movie I think thinks it does, but whatever. It's yeah. yeah. And then there's two judges outside trying to get in, but Mama's got a knife to the nerdy guy's stomach. Oh yeah, this is down on the ground floor. Which, this is like the Al Powell yeah. showing up scene where yeah, two random guys just kind of doing a check in to see what's going on because of the call in from yeah. upstairs. Although you know what, it's mm. a good point. I just realized didn't they also call in like a meat wagon at the beginning of the movie? Weren't there supposed to be more judges who would who'd have shown up to clean up the three bodies at the start of this? 
I don't remember. Yeah. Anyway, but so, yeah, anyway, yeah. but at least people yeah. are sh- like two two judges show up as as backup for their as a result of their skateboard uh, skate yeah. uh, park call. Yeah. And uh, Mama holding a knife to the nerdy guy's belly makes him lie the best. Yeah, he, I he says that they there's a malfunction, there's a fire on level seventy four or whatever, and they can't. Then they say to hurry up and get it fixed, or else it's obstruction of justice, and that's five years in the cube. And then uh, back with dread. Oh, that scene is the one big thing that really sets up the idea that like the computer guy. It's not just a one-off scene, but like this is a history of of violence between Mama and uh, computer guy, and which becomes a little bit of a plot point later. But yeah, yeah. Dredd says that now that they know Mama is involved, shit has changed somehow, with for reasons. And he asks uh, Anderson what their options are, and she says they can keep moving and avoid detection, or hunker down and wait for backup. And uh, Dredd says, defend or hide? What about an attack? And she says, with backup inbound, they should probably just wait. Especially because they got three bullets between them, yeah. <laughs> that's apparently the wrong answer. Oh, yeah, and he's like, how could you tell? And she's like, I don't have to be psychic to be tell that. And it's a little bit like, blah, blah, blah. That's a joke they repeat a couple times in the movie. I don't have to be psychic to see blah, blah, blah. Yeah. Well, no, she she says, is that the wrong answer? And he says, you're the psychic one. Oh, yeah, okay, yeah. And two shitty kids are in the hallway with guns but are too scared to shoot the judges. Yeah, which, so, that got uh, me thinking and- about, like, did I miss there being some kind of a reward on the judge's head that would justify these two dipshit kids trying to, like, take him out with a pea shooter or whatever the hell they have, yeah. Mm. Just trying to prove themselves. Yeah. So, they got the information they need on Mama now, so they, they could just kill Kay. There's got uh, this no reason is the to one keep thing, her around. Because Kay has already killed, I guess Kay having killed those three guys at the beginning... I guess that's not enough for a summary, uh, summary execution right here. Like, they still want to take him in and process him again, you think? I mean, I guess attacking a, a judge is enough to, to justify an automatic death sentence, but I guess... I don't... Yeah, it gets a little fuzzy in terms of, like, well, yeah, why don't they just kill him here? Because they've killed 18 bazillion other guys. This is one of What's-Her-Face's head enforcers. Obviously, this world is not... The judges are not worried about evidence. And whatever evidence they have, they have whatever's in, in Judge Anderson's brain. So, like, yeah, I'm not quite sure yeah. why he's not dead right now, but yeah. Yeah. Ugh. So, in a, in a, by an elevator, Dredd's using a map to look at stuff. And the two kids come out pointing their guns at them and yell, freeze. And Dredd's like, why? Why should I freeze? <laughs> that was a great reaction. And the kids are like, oh, we got guns on you. He's like with the safeties on and they look and check to see if they're and he uses that time to lift his gun up on them yeah the insinuation being that the safeties weren't on but yeah yeah he just used that to buy a second yeah which i'm gonna have to remember in the future if i ever get held up and i have a gun (laughs) it's gonna happen (laughs) as likely as that's ever to happen Mm -hmm. he tells them body bags or juve tubes and makes no diff to him but oh no, Kay snuck up on, on Anderson and manages to get her in an elevator yeah. and grabs her and they're standing and it gets away. Which is a little harder to believe considering like she's psychic and she couldn't see that and you think her defenses would be up. Especially would be now that they've just been 
attacked by these two, like, they're being held up by these guys, and, like, this would be a perfect time for this guy to try to make this escape. I don't know why her defenses, like, the, this is, the plot-wise, things get soft here. It's like, ah, I guess, I don't remember. Yeah. And she, which is and especially great. sucky, because she kind of gets re- removed from the rest of the film plot-wise. Like, she loses a lot, yeah, a lot of her kinda. mojo. Like, she's, she's just kind of reduced to, I mean, there's some stuff that happens later, but, like, like, Judge Dredd really is kind of by himself for the rest of the movie, and it just kind of, I don't know. I like Dredd them together, they're a good his... team. Dredd uses his gun in stun mode to zap the kids, oh, yeah. how boring. He screams stun. This yeah. is when I realized, oh, it is voice controlled, and then, yeah, he shoots them, and yeah. they fall down. So they take Anderson back to a room where everybody's hooting and hollering, and Kay wonders, will he gonna do with her? Yeah, they're marching her down a hallway full of bad guys, so I'm kind of surprised. I was, like, a little surprised they didn't do the thing where they're, like, punching her and beating her up while they're, like, parading this judge down the hallway through Mama's, like, inner sanctum. But that becomes, like, you find out soon that she doesn't want uh, either of the judges actually physically hurt. Yeah. Mama says they're not gonna do shit to her. Uh, they're gonna just put a bullet in her and Dread and put their bodies where the drug dealers were happening. Yeah. Happen. Because, so, well, Avon Barksdale, so he's talking way, about how he wants to cut her up and rape her and I'll do all this shit. And that's when she pushes back. She's like, no, we, we have to pass this off as an accident. If you do anything to her, that's going to raise the cop's yeah. suspicion. We need to settle just this drug now. Just drug bust gone wrong. Yeah, exactly. So we just need to shoot them in the body and head, leave them where they are, and that's it. There can't be anything else. Yeah. Uh, so... Uh, the nerdy guy comes in and tells her that Dredd is trying to use one of the intercoms. Uh, if he lets him use it, he can trace him to know exactly where he is. So they let him use it. They patch him in. He says that they seem to think the mama's the law, but he is the law. Everybody stay out of my way. And as for you, mama, judgment is coming. He turns out he's ten levels below them. Okay, and yeah. I wonder if Judge Dredd set up a trap. I thought they were gonna do the thing. I thought they were gonna pay off the fact that he could throw his voice with his little uh, remote earlier. And mm. no, wait. No, well, I guess he doesn't have to be because all he has to do is guide everyone to one towards the voting booth thing that he was talking from. And for some mm-hmm. reason, every all the bad guys just assume he's just gonna hang out there for the ten minutes. It's gonna yeah. take them to come downstairs and check out that voting booth. Well, yeah. And they're all high. And they go down there and they're like, oh, it's the voting booth that Judge Dredd was yelling at all of us from 20 minutes ago. That must be him. <laughs> and they shoot in there and blood comes out. And they're like, yay, we got him. We're dead. It's the end of the movie. Oh, no. What happened it, if it's boy, not it's him? Nice. It's just another body. Yeah. Judge Dredd's on the other side. <laughs> I thought this was going to be a more elaborate than just Judge Dredd's just like around the corner. Just, mm-hmm. yeah. Dredge, Dredge shoots an incinerator around at them, and they all just burn up. Yeah, he fucking... It's like this white phosphorus Willie Pete shit that, like, it's not just, like, fire, but, like, yeah, it's, 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 it's... Yeah, Willie Pete is known specifically to be one of the most caustic for, like... If you don't just want to burn someone, but you wish you, you want to make them wish they were dead for like a good twenty minutes before they finally die from their burns, is that's the kind of shit they that you use, and that seems to be what he fires across the way. And yeah, these guys are all screaming and yelling, and it's all it's it's a bad scene for those dudes. But then Judge Dredd laughs it's... and he whirls his gun like six shooters, and he just starts cackling, <laughs> laughing. He does a little dance. <laughs> he starts giggling. It gets really weird for a second. He wastes ammo by shooting in the air like a rich Texan. <laughs> He does a little stompy dance. 
<laughs> yeah! <laughs> and then, oh yeah, Lena Headley's upstairs going, what the fuck is going on down there? But seeing all the guys on fire annoys Mama because it reminds her of her burning chapped lips. And tastes... <laughs> Did she say that out loud? And then she, no. then, then she eats she a says, stick of Burt's oh. Bees. Yeah. <laughs> Kay says, how the fuck are we going to stop this guy? And Mama says, Oh, yeah. Okay, yeah. Four new judges show up and relieve the two waiting outside, and the door opens Why did she right do this from the them. start? Why weren't the yeah, people on her payroll the ones to show up here? This is another thing where the plot gets saggy, where I'm like, I can see why this kind of raising the stakes a little bit, but I'm like, why did this, Why wasn't the solution well, this... Mm. Also, what did she do? She called 911 and says, yes, could you send over four judges we can bribe? Or, like, can you, okay, okay, she's like, okay, I'm a random innocent civilian in this building where all this shit keeps on going on down all night. That seems really suspicious. Could you send over the, these particular cops on my personal payroll, and but no one else, no one else but these four guys, yeah. like Mendoza, Taco Face, Stink Butt, mm -hmm. and Fart Knocker. Please, mm -hmm. yeah, like she's ordering a pizza, like yeah, but it just happens to be, unless she's got like half the cops on her payroll, which she they've only pointed out she is just a neighborhood bully. She shouldn't have. It's just very lucky that like the the of the small handful of guys she undoubtedly has on her payroll, they're all, just four guys. Yeah, it's yeah. But anyway, yeah, yeah. The, yeah the these guys are just happen to happen to be on her payroll that show up. Yeah, the judges go inside and say it looks like da da da. Well, they meet the first the two guys are still it. outside, and they're okay. like, "Yeah, go away." <laughs> it's a really kind of hand wave. You're like, "You're still here? Go eat pizza." Yeah, and then, yeah. but they relieved. come inside and. Yep, and they say that there was a gang war, and the judges were killed on the line of duty. But the doctor walks up and is like, "That ain't what happened. Here's what happened." Yeah, the doctor finally like, manages okay. to stick up for and himself, and then they or... shoot him. Yeah, well, and they say, "Well, are you willing to testify that?" And he's like, "Yeah, sure." And then they just shoot him, and that's when you're like, "Oh my God!" Boom, boom, oh boom. no, bad judges. Oh no, never would have seen that coming. Wapner gone evil. They're charging one million credits. Which does not seem like, like, like even Judge Dredd later on is like, divided between all four of you guys, that's not a lot. And the one guy is like, well, yeah. I guess no, divided between three, but yeah. Yeah, because they know it's Dredd and they know it's going to be Truff. Truff? I don't know what Truff hey, is. Hey man, you managed to get through yeah, well, like an hour and a half of this podcast without making a gaff like that. That's pretty good. It's sure going to be Truff. <laughs> you so just they love Truffers. Uh, Mama says that they have the rookie, and they asked if she's alive or dead, and she says alive. Did the cops come right up to her, her apartment right at the start? Yeah. Yeah, because that's when the lead guy is all like, oh, yeah, we know Judge Red. That's why we're charging a million. And the, yeah, blah, blah, blah. <laughs> so off to go to find Dredd, who is doing his work shooting the fuck out of thugs. But he's almost out of ammo. If only there were dozens and dozens of guns laying around on the dozens and dozens of dead bodies and on this the ground. Building, like, you think he could just knock on anyone's door and say, hey, can I have five bullets? Even yeah. if they're not trying to, like, like, it's just, yeah. Just pick up a couple guns, Dredd. He Come should be on. drenched in guns. And even then, when he starts yeah. fighting his own ju judges, you th I thought it was going to be more of a thing of him, like... Like, he doesn't, like, he, like the last guy he kills, he picks up his gun and, like, two clips of ammo. I was like, why wasn't he doing... Anyway. But. He should look like a Rob Liefeld. That's what I thought was going to happen. Because I thought the closer he gets to Mama and the more guys he kills, you'd think he would just be, like... 
Yeah, he should just be a walking junk and pile plus, of guns and ammo, but... So Dredd, Dredd runs into another one of the bad judges, who doesn't ask Dredd about the rookie, so Dredd wonders why he didn't ask about the rookie. So now they fight, and Dredd starts to get choked. There's bunches of punches, says, yeah. This is the scene where, like, Dredd. the moment that, like... <laughs> <laughs> Literally, just the second they start fighting, I got totally confused. I couldn't tell because there's a little bit where the one guy punched the other guy, and he's like, "I'm gonna kill your face," and he's like, "I'm gonna kill your face." I'm like, I have no idea who I'm rooting for here. Well, yeah, they, he says choke on a dread, and then dread shoots him a bunch in the foot, bashes his face into the rails. Oh, okay, yeah, and chop chops him in the throat and says choke on that <laughs> and the guy's like throat caves in with the help of cgi which is a really good effect yeah. i mean it's not you know not as good as it would be a practical <laughs> and, effect but yeah and and then judge dread starts to reach for some of the ammo on his belt but says no 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 that'll create tension later and runs off i mean i guess the other judges do show up pretty quickly to see what's going on so he doesn't have oh that's right they show up just in time to see that their compatriot kind of fall down onto his knees but judge yeah. dread is already gone but you think yeah. yeah just grab a couple clips if you even want to steal his gun well i guess mm -hmm. i was about to say that technically because the guns are all coded to the specific judge's ammo or uh, finger dna that you, you may not be even judges may not be able to steal guns from other judges but like yeah, yeah. ammo come on man steal yeah. some grenades fuck anyway but yeah yeah elsewhere somebody decided to leave k alone with anderson <laughs> yeah and this um, is yeah again he this says part he of always wanted mushy. wanted wanted one of these judge guns that he's holding in his hand and uh he says it was bad luck that she ran into the mama clan but she's not cut out to be a judge anyway she would have died tomorrow or the next day or whatever yeah she doesn't say anything. Sure, she, she's like yeah. on her knees and her head's hanging low. And yeah, yeah. And he says, "You got any last words, bitch?" <laughs> and she says, "Funny, I was gonna ask you the same thing, bitch, bitch." <laughs> uh, he tries to shoot her with her gun, which of course has a smart ID, and it doesn't work for him, and it blows his hand. You know off. what? This is. I always wondered in, in movies because like this is like a. Uh, uh, plot point in other more recent action adventure movies like this happens in Skyfall uh, a bad guy gets his hands on James Bond's weapon but it's encoded James Palm James Bond's uh, palm prints and I was like why is there something that like kills the person who's trying to use the gun against the hero and I was like oh good this is and it, I guess I, 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 I guess I expected something more interesting than the gun just blows up in the person's hand but like yeah you see like hearts like he's got no hand left his whole arm is gone and he falls yeah. down. He's dead. It's just all like. And... Well, he's not dead. She kicks him and breaks his neck. Oh, is that what it is? Oh, I'm, I must have yeah. been. Maybe I was, maybe I was reading emails and I missed that part. Yeah. She goes down a hallway, shoots a couple dudes, making one's, one dude's head just into ground hamburger. Oh, yeah. She shoots him in the face a couple times. Does she? Blah, 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 blah. Is the insinuation? I guess she picked up a spare gun off of K. I guess. Yeah, I noticed she was having, she was holding that. Because now she suddenly, yeah, hasn't like, yeah, she's got the quote unquote normal gun. Yeah. yeah. So she's she's not above it. Yeah, and she that she uses that for the rest of the movie and kills tons of people with an M like, oh, with the MK5. It's ridiculous. Mm -hmm. Is it MK5 so, or um, MP5? MP5. MP5. Yeah. Or okay, MP7. Yeah. MP7. Oh, okay. Seven. I don't know. Now you're. I just. I'm just my experience from uh, Call MP5. of Duty. I was like, yeah, I've never seen an MK5, but I've seen an MP5. But yeah. MP5. MP5. Yeah. I'm probably wrong, but whatever. Who cares? <laughs> it Guns doesn't matter. Stupid. We're almost at the end of the movie. Yeah. So, um, Mama hears the gunshots and is like, "Well, fuck it. That K's dead. Great." 
so there's a lady judge there and she says yeah I got a handle if I see her first I'll shoot her and she dead if she sees me first she'll hesitate and then I'll shoot her and she'll still be dead and then elsewhere dread finds uh, the room where they're making all the slow-mo he clears it out by shooting a couple people yeah and everyone oh, just calls no. ass yeah here come the other judges here come to judge here come to judge <laughs> was that a nothing but trouble joke no, 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 no. That's that's some old song, isn't it? I no, I do not. I mean, there I, is a judge in nothing but trouble. I just picture Dan Eckert with his dick nose suddenly showing up on one of these helmets, being like, "I'm no, going to get you." I, 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 I try not to uh, <laughs> bring up nothing, nothing but, but trouble. trouble. Should we just do nothing but trouble next week? No, no, <laughs> oh, no. I'm never gonna watch that movie again. I mean, that is really. If we ever want to just do one episode for awful April and just take the rest of the month off, that might be the pick. Yeah, Jesus. Anyway, just just a four part episode because it takes us <laughs> two hours to get through well, fifteen minutes. Of we that don't movie. even do it blow by blow. It's just like the philosophical damage that movie has done to the fabric of the universe. Just we no, just it like would, it. It would just be a two hour episode of that diarrhea sound you like to play on some of the you know episodes. What? You joke, but I would gladly upload that as an episode. <laughs> people scan through and go oh yeah no they actually stuck through that joke that is nothing but two hours of just <laughs> anyway so, yeah uh the other judges show up and dread asks what the price of a judge is this day and they tell him a million dollars split four ways yeah dread's like three ways now bitch so uh they wouldn't <laughs> bitch they wouldn't bitch so, and uh, and the, they Hall of Justice wouldn't be able to tell that one judge shot another judge, what with their magic guns and bullets and ammo and Yeah, everything. and everyone seems to be, they're recording and transmitting and stuff all at the same time. I, I know there's no Wi-Fi signal outside of the building, but you think there would be, like, yeah, I don't see why it would be an issue. Like, just kill, yeah. yeah. So, uh, they banter about how shitty the city is and how it's just one big meat grinder and all we do is turn the handle. Yeah. Then they shoot at each other, dreads out of all of his ammo, except for a high X, which he uses to shoot one of the judges and make his Yeah, the bigger, the, <laughs> the, yeah the bigger black guy who I was talking about earlier is kind of like the physique you would expect from like a Judge Dredd movie. Was, this was made in the 90s again, but like, yeah, yeah. he just explodes. So this would imply that Dredd only has two stun bullets in his gun to, that he used on the two teams? I, because couldn't he use the stun bullets on one of these I judges don't... and just stomp his head? Yeah, because uh, well, that's one of, one of the things was I wish they had explained just like... I, I guess maybe this is something that exp explained way more in the comic, but I was like... Do they have just, like, stock ammo that just is somehow magically transformed whenever they ask for a specific kind of ammo into that? Is, is there... Is is a magazine of ammo for that gun just, like, loaded? Like, there's two stun bullets. There's four high-X... There, or there's, I guess in this case, one high-X bullet. There's, like, one hot-shot bullet. Like... How's yeah? Can nah, if you if if you run like if you have nothing but hotshot bullets, can you ask the gun turn turn them into extra stun bullets if you don't have them? Do you think that's the way to? I don't know, but anyway, he is. I guess now he is officially out of ammo though, and the bad guy knows yeah. it. And he's like, aha, you're out of ammo. Blah, blah, blah. Yep. And in another hallway, the rookie runs into the other judge, who's like, lower your gun. I'm your backup. And then <laughs> she reads, she's psychic. I like she's and like, just she's got like a bottle of Chardonnay. She's half drunk. I'm your backup. 
Hey, I'm your backup. I'm here, uh, lady. This like turns into a Boss Burgers character. Just about nah. But then, blam, blam, blam. She gets <laughs> yeah. shot dead because she somebody forgot to tell her that this bitch was psychic. <laughs> I mean, I guess it was just maybe just a 911 call. Lena Hetty didn't have enough time to say, hey, by the way, if you run into the lady one, she could read your mind. Don't fuck with her. Yeah. But yeah. So, uh, mm. Dredd squares up behind a wall, and then the evil judge changes to armor piercing and shoots through the wall a couple times. <laughs> Dredd just what? Wa- Dredd, Dredd would duck and run or something the moment he hears him yell out, no. shoot. Well, Dread just looks down and watches the holes in the wall get closer and closer that to him until plurf, it goes right through his gut. That's why for a moment I was like, okay, wait, okay, so that was stupid enough. This has to be a vision that Anderson is seeing or something. But no, just Judge Dredd just waited to get shot. And especially after the guy said ammo piercing bullet, like, what What did he expect was going to happen? Like... Yeah. This is going the def- go on the offense or defense or so don't just stand there. That's why. Well, I I guess to be fair, if he had like dived to yeah, he could have gotten shot in the head. He he, he could have gotten shot in the head, and if he had dived to the right, he would have been even more exposed. Yeah, I guess I guess of all the wounds he could have gotten in that situation, that was I mean it was light enough that he could just fill it with fucking bubble gum and 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 duct tape, and he didn't have to worry yeah. about it for the rest of the movie. But still, it was a little bit like, come on, judge. Yeah. So that guy walks over and lifts his gun to finish the job, but D- Judge Dredd lifts his hand up and says, "Wait!" And he's a, "Are you kidding me? Wait, <laughs> this Dredd? Guy, he spends Dredd? Five Dredd? minutes Wait. freaking out about Wait this. Wait for what? Wait for me to change my mind? Wait a couple more seconds of extra life because you're so weak and baby, baby, He turns into this into a whole fucking Dennis Miller stand-up routine about how just. <laughs> Oh, it's, yeah, he starts telling stories about, like, other times people have told him to wait, and he's like, like, did you mean wait as a W-A-I-T? Do you mean, like, wait? I had to wait at the DMV. What's up with the DMV? (laughs) And he goes on long enough, you obviously know what's going on. Even though there's no reason Judge Dredd should know that, like, because it's not like he's psychic. But and then again, well, I guess says, you could assume that like she would be psychic. So if like Judge Dredd were in trouble, maybe he was like wishing inside his own brain, like, like Anderson, I'm fucked up. He, I'm Anderson, come help me! Oh my god, I'm down he here. He, I don't know. He could have seen her through some glass or, or something. something like that. But, but they never said, make that. Clear. No, anchor blam. That guy gets shot. Her blams. Wait for her to kill you. Yeah, and I do appreciate and, that Judge Dredd, like he doesn't have really witty rejoinders. He just, yeah, yeah, he just says, we're here to kill you, and that's it. It's not like he's he's got a pithy sense of humor. He just states what was going on, and that's it. That's yeah. it. Very matter and of fact. Dred- Judge Dredd says, basic field dressing. To patch up the armor-piercing bullet wound mm-hmm. that went through him. Yeah, he just p- takes out, like, a magic bullet thing that turns into, like, like super glue and... Like the shoelaces from Marty McFly's shoes and Back to the Future 2 that just like zip yeah, his they wound. cinch up automatically. Yeah, and to the <laughs> point that like I guess maybe he doesn't even have to go see the doctor now, but like is that's yeah. the exit wound, but what about the entrance wound? Because he got shot through mm-hmm. the side. Well the entrance wound would be smaller. Well that's what I'm saying. Wound. So that that, that when like uh, when he was doing that, I was like, is he like cause either like the entrance exit wound would be like a big pot pie shaped hole in his gu- in his gut. I almost threw up. Yeah. <laughs> just thinking about it just thinking about Carl Urban and, you know pot pie belly the, fat the interesting thing is it wouldn't be the first time we've had to stop this podcast so you could throw up I know it's been like almost exactly a year since I had that oh god yeah <laughs> literally every five minutes so I think 
<laughs> God, that was a uh, dark day. So they grab ammo from the other judges and press on to Mama. Yeah. They reach the uh, tech room where they locate the nerdy guy who screams and cries. And, yeah. And she dispenses judgment on him, but she uses psychic powers to get the code. Because he's like, I can help you. Oh, yeah, they just need the code to Mama's uh, bedroom door, essentially. Yeah. yeah. But in getting the code from his mind, she sees that he was abused by Mama and that she tore out his eyeballs and put the robotic eyes on and did all the shit his tum tum and forced him to watch the bing bang theory reruns (laughs) this is a nice moment because to to my imagination this is the moment where more than anything else she really kind of passes her test because Mm. she lets the guy go judge Dredd gets all like what'd you let him go for and she's like yeah that's not just an automatic fail just breaking the law. Oh, that's right. Yeah, it's not just yeah. And when she says, oh, "I would, I failed anyway because I let someone else get their hands on my weapon," and but mm-hmm. like this is this might be the one chance I really have to make a difference in this whole catastrophe. Like I know, yeah. I know it's maybe not like the fitting the law, the 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 the, the rule until of the law, but assess- it's, it's justice. Until my assessment is over, yeah. I can dish it out, and that's what I did. I did justice. He was a victim, not a criminal, so I judged. And Judge Dredd doesn't have anything to say about that. Like, and once no, she... he just he lifts a glass of champagne, kind of cocks his head to the side, and says, mm. "Yeah." You get the feeling that's the moment. Nods. Like, he actually, she actually becomes a judge, and he's like, "You, like, you joke, but that's pretty much kind of what." I mean, even though he doesn't see her do anything, but the his the fact that he doesn't say anything is is kind of him agreeing a little bit. Like, he's just like, mm, "Okay," and then they go off. And is yeah. it even now before they... that that is he like, "You ready for this fight?" And she says, yeah. "Yeah," and he's like, "Yeah, you look like," which is also a counterpoint to the beginning of the <laughs> yeah, movie. Yeah, you look like it. Yeah, and then they start slapping each other <laughs> in the face. <laughs> as much as you're ever gonna do with Judge Dredd, at least. But yeah, so they yeah, they go in, and this like they yeah, this is like code. very much like a video game, where yeah, like this is gonna they, be the big boss battle. They go into Mama's chambers where they shoot their way through like seven whole dudes before reaching. It's Mama. not. I thought I there would be. Yeah. <laughs> I thought there was going to be more of a boss battle. Her numbers battle. have really dwindled. Which, I mean, I guess it is her own personal bedroom apartment, and they have killed literally like a hundred of her dudes, but... Yeah. Yeah. She's putting some sort of device on her wrist. Yeah, it digs into her they... flesh, like it's like in her veins or something like that, some kind of glowy yeah. wristwatch thing. She, they, they get in there, she puts her hands up, and then back down onto a railing, and three dudes pop out who all get murdered, but one manages to get a bullet in Anderson's side, and she goes down on the ground and is like, Ow. Again, that was kind of, again, with Anderson being kind of like, yeah, and she just kind of gets Ow, taken dread. out in the most, like, Ow. yeah. She's not knocked out, but they, she's just, like, removed from the plot for the next five minutes. Yeah, it's because Dredd needs to to have his own moment. Yeah, there. the movie's not that great with, like, balancing the characters, like, it's... The movie tends to do like random body damage that just removes the character. Like they're just not there, n- not in the scene for the next couple minutes because the, the plot wouldn't work if they were standing upright and able to talk. But yeah, yeah. So Mama says Dread's a real piece of work, but so is she. <laughs> the top level of the building's rigged to explode if her heart stops beating. And Dread says, "No negotiation." Mama replies that he can't afford to take that risk. He should lower his gun, yeah. which he does, so it's not a kill shot. <laughs> hey, idiot! Just because something rig- is rigged to your heartbeat doesn't mean you can't be horribly wounded and still have a yeah, heartbeat. This is, again, with this Mama was not a bad being that plan, right. and I can't imagine how she thought it was gonna go. 
Oh God! Because yeah, so the specific this this took me a moment to realize this exactly is why what. she's an idiot. So so it's specifically it's the roof of the building that she's wired up with all these explosives supposedly, and yeah. so it is actually kind of clever because it's what happens next doesn't happen just because Judge Red just believes in poetic death for the hero, but if, functionally. If she dies when she's at the bottom of the building, then he's betting that, like, her signal won't be able to reach the top. Because, yeah, it's a kilometer difference between the ground floor and the upper floor. And if it, the signal can't reach when she's dead, then the explosives yeah. don't go off and it doesn't matter. So, But, yeah, she doesn't seem to contemplate any of this. She's just like, <laughs> no. man, you can't touch me forever. I win. Ow! You shot me! Oh no! <laughs> yeah! You sting! Oh no! I didn't think saw, about that! <laughs> yeah. After she's. He should have just walked up and punched her in the face a couple times. She should have gone, I didn't think about just punches! Kick the shit out. <laughs> exactly! Because he's got all the power that's in. Like, yo, how did you think this is gonna end? <laughs> Yeah. Oh my god. So after she's shot in the side, Dread walks over, pick, does his best scowl, <laughs> picks up some slow mo, says they're a kilometer above ground. Yeah, what do you think the range is on that thing? Yeah. Think you can get through 100 levels of concrete? How about 200? Let's find out. Takes her to a winder. Winder. A winder. She, he takes her to a winder and tells her her crimes are multiple murders. Oh, yeah. And the distribution of narcotics. He says. <laughs> Uh, this is the one big, uh, the funny line he gets in the whole movie. He says, not the mama. <laughs> no. Not the mama. And she and goes she like, says, what? I remember that show. <laughs> I remember that. He hits her with the slow-mo. She lets some smoke ooze out of her mouth. Yeah, that's kind of nice. Defense noted. And then smashing, she goes right through the window <laughs> in her slow motion. Yeah. Falling, falling, falling. The There's a whole thing stone. where she like falls through a bank of clouds. It seems like, but I guess that's still just like smoke from the Willy Pete. Because yeah. like it's like getting them halfway up, and then she still keeps on falling for, for you know, for a movie that's only like ninety minutes long. <laughs> they do have a lot of slow motion scenes in this movie. Yeah, yeah. she falls till she lands right on top of the. Camera. That was. Smooshed out in slow motion till the screen is covered in her that was blood. Jesus Christ! Like I'm sitting there. That's one of the few times in my life where I've been watching a movie and I just shout out Jesus Christ because like I like her face cracks and you can see the blood just spill out. Well, of it. yeah, they're doing the slow motion thing. And I was like, well, if they really wanted to go crazy for a slow motion death for Lena Headley, like I was like, what well, are they gonna pan out and you're gonna see her like her like. Like, she might hit the floor, like, chest-wise first and, like, crunch her. Like, I did not expect from, like, a shot from the, essentially up through the floor's perspective, her head hitting the, the, the floor, like, like, essentially pressed it up against the camera lens, and then her head splitting, and just gallons of blood pouring out of her head in a big, like, fucking Judge Dredd X shape. And that's the end of the movie. That's like, well, not the end, but, but that's, I was like, holy fuck. Yeah, it was brutal. Yeah. Her wrist thing turns from blue to red, the light on it. Oh, yeah. And Dread, Dread nods on the top floor and mumbles, yeah. And he walks <laughs> Does, off in he's a actually big hurry saying, yeah. to take care of Anderson. It's yeah, actually it kind of surprising quiet. he would even say anything, goes, yeah. Yeah. He so, just shrugs. Yeah. <laughs> in the elevator ride down, he takes care of Anderson's wounds, and the barricades all open, and they're free once again. 
And she starts to walk off, but he says, Anderson. He called her by her name and not Rook. Oh, yeah. And he says that her assessment's now over. And she hands him his badge, figuring she failed. And then the chief comes up and asks, What happened, gumshoes? <laughs> and... <laughs> you know what's um, a shame? Because I think the actress was dead by the time they made this movie. But that would have been... Oh, my God. That would have been marvelous. <laughs> oh, my God. Well, the funny thing is she was a dramatic she actress. Up, so she would have slotted yeah. perfectly into this world of the Judge Dredd. But, yeah. Yeah, she asks what oh. happens. And he says, drug bust. And then she says, did you find Carmen San Diego? And he's like, no. She's like, curses. Foiled again. And he says, I'm going to go home and have sex with my wife. And suddenly mm. freeze frames. <laughs> Yeah, but yeah. he says drug bust, and she says, you look like you've been through it, and he says, perps were uncooperative. And she asks if she was a pass or fail, and he says, she was a pass. But he has her badge. Oh, no, what could happen? Maybe we'll find out in that sequel that will never be made. Yeah, I looked it up just to see how well this movie did, to see if there's anything. To get. Like, I guess the movie generally kind of broke even at the box office, but what the, 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 the Hollywood math that everyone uses in order to really kind of make profit, like the uh, any movie has to make back twice its budget to compensate for marketing and stuff like that, so yeah, this movie cost mm-hmm. like $45 million and made like $41 million at the box office, so I guess, and even then people have been petitioning like the producers and stuff about like, is there any chance we might be get a sequel? And the producer's like, no, <laughs> this is not getting yeah. a sequel, but yeah. But... I mean, it doesn't set up a sequel closed- directly, but it is set up a thing where I d- it is interesting that you don't see Dredd and mm. Anderson talk directly. Like she kind of walks off, like she's okay, well, she kind of storms off, and then he's kind of looking at her. And then is there even any more dialogue or anything? Yeah, it's Dread Mega City One. Eight hundred million people living in the ruins of the old world and mega structures of the new one. Only one thing fighting for order in the chaos: judges. Yeah, and you see a judge drive off in the distance on the motorcycle. I'm assuming it's Judge Red, but you could assume maybe it's Anderson. But, like, yeah. yeah. But that's the end of the movie. Smash cut to Blood Red credits. Bum, bum, bum. Dread. Blah, 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 blah. Yeah, that was fun. That was one of the more ridiculous movies we've seen in a while. Yeah. Um, I'm glad you had a good time with that. <coughs> uh, like I said, sometimes, or most of the time for me, I just want good guys are good, bad guys are bad. No need to debate it. Yeah, that's what you got Although in this I'm movie. Sure Jesus Christ. I'm sure there's I'm sure there's plenty of angry dudes on the internet that are like, oh, these bad guys are just like me. I can't believe it. That seems to be the tenor of the internet these days. I can't <laughs> believe the bad guys in these black in this black and white morality play are just like me. That's <laughs> fucked up. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Jesus. Yeah, I like the Judge Dredd. Judge Dredd, yeah, I'm kind of I, I I yeah, I can see why people have been kicking and screaming about this movie for almost five years now. Um, it, ha- it has been five years, Bill. It's almost been six. I can't believe Trump's only been president for a year. It's crazy. <laughs> what do you think's going to happen in that last Jedi? I hope the fans love it as much as it looks super cool. Um, but yeah. Um, yeah, it's Dread. Dread. It that was, was, that was a good pick. You, that's a five-star pick from you. That's, that's, <laughs> yeah. You pass that test. Yeah. Uh, our next, next... Yeah. I love Go you. Ahead. <laughs> yeah, next time it's 150th episode, but we're not sure what we're gonna do for it. Bill throwed it threw out some gross ideas <laughs> that I was like, Yeah, nah. I'm gonna have to spend the next couple days really because I've got some ideas. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Usually when Bill has ideas, that's usually and, and, and elicits a Judge Dread uh, caliber scowl from Daniel. 
Uh, we'll so we'll, we'll figure out some. We got some ideas. We'll see which ones I can force through and which ones. Yeah, we'll, <laughs> we're gonna powwow for a little bit, but. Yeah, maybe just be a regular old episode. It who could knows? be. Who knows? It's not like. Although, when we'll, we're gonna have to go back. We I do this every 50 episodes, but I need to go back and see exactly when we uploaded our first episode and see how close to our first. Like, would it be our third anniversary now? Yeah, well, yeah. Yeah. I mean, I, although I'm sure we're a couple weeks off either way. I think it was like, what, beginning of August? Three years ago that we first yeah. uploaded an episode, so. I'll have to go back and see if there's anything that's thematically appropriate uh, to tie things back I mean, our to. first episode was Yoshi's Island. Yeah, and that was the summertime, definitely, So, but I can't remember if that and was, like, early summer. The second, the second one was Blade Runner, and then Magnificent Ambersons? Oh, God, yeah, yeah. we really, oh, Jesus. And then Citizen Kane, wow. Animaniacs, Doctor Strange, Love, Night of the Hunter, oh, like American Werewolf. Our first episode was August 17th. August? Wow, okay. So, well, and it makes sense because it's... it's well, there's not 50 52, weeks anymore, Exactly, so. yeah. So it makes sense it would be off by like a month and a half over the course. Of, there'd, there'd be, yeah, yeah. Um, but, but considering most podcasts record about six episodes and then the people who do it are like, ah, oh, fuck I this. I can't believe we've done almost 150 episodes. That's, that's, that's fucking insane. Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah, but We're I guess there's nothing else out there Yoshi appropriate that we could talk about. Like, I know Yoshi 64 isn't that great. We could talk about yeah. Yoshi's Island DS, which is supposed to be terrible. Um, yeah. yeah, I think we played the best Yoshi game. Yoshi out there. Safari, the uh, Super Scope Go. Yeah, Yoshi's game. Cookie. Yeah, not a lot of mm-hmm. options. We'll have to figure out something else. Yeah, yeah we'll figure it out. Okay. If people have a suggestion, throw it our way, too. You could reach us at. Mudrin on Twitter, the Grumpy Turtles on Twitter, Tardy Podcast on Twitter, TardyPodcast.com, Tardy Podcast on Facebook, which we have not been paying enough attention to. Yeah. I keep granted it's only three weeks old, but yeah, it's easy to we forget. Especially we, yeah, you can't blame uh, anyone for yeah. not wanting to check up on uh, Facebook. Yeah, all the crap that we mentioned in the episodes that we were like, we should put that in the show notes, we should just start uploading there. Yeah, because we both have access and we yeah, that's that's not the worst idea. Yeah. Oh God. Yeah. But this time it was dread. Next time it'll be who knows. It'll be something. Something. It'll be something. It'll be. It'll be amazing. Mmm. Suspenderous. So yeah. am I dread or are you Anderson or vice versa? You're Anderson. No, I'm Anderson because I'm. <laughs> Wait, what? Because I'm beautiful and I got, I got that mm. cool hair. I got that yeah. uh, fucking. Well, who's the name of the lady from Scott Pilgrim? I got that haircut just I'm, like that. I've got the scowls. You got the scowls. Yeah, I cannot do that kind of. I have a tiny mouth. I'm grumpy. So I can't do Muppet <laughs> mouth that well. That's what all the writing on the bathroom wall say. <laughs> and with that. <laughs> Until next time, everybody. Keep filling your holes with pop culture so long. Yeah, if only Dread has an <laughs> exacerbating wit as you do. Jesus Christ. <laughs> Take care, guys. Fuck you, that was generally good. (laughs) I hate life.